and welcome to Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm JP. I'm Gareth. And I'm Matty. And it must be an important one because we've got the uh, the whole gang here. Be gone with the regular Spotlight uh, format this week, JP. We're going uh, we're going wild. It's the second annual uh, Grappies. Uh, we're going to be uh, going through our best and worst of the year. There's going to be uh, lots of fun awards to go through. Lots that are going to be very obvious uh, who came up with the ideas and uh, and such. But uh, it's that time of year. I did the big fat quiz of the year on uh, on BW mm-hmm. last week. We've got the uh, the big ass grapple session coming uh, coming next week. Lists, lists, and more. Lists. That's what uh, that's what Christmas is all about. It is because there's there's really very little worthwhile wrestling on around this period, and we did need it. When you go back and look at this year in wrestling, fucking hell, mm. like it's it's very series finale mm. stuff, isn't it? Like uh, that we're, that we're seeing like all the kind of around the world, but yeah, series finale of the world, not just wrestling, yeah, just in yeah, general. Just the whole world. It was the last few years has been like this. <laughs> Just building up to aliens turning up in 2025 and just going, do you know, I'm not that that surprised. That was a bet I, I had on Paddy Power. in house for a year and a half, but here we are. I had a bet one WrestleMania weekend that like a quid left on me account. I put an extra quid on whether aliens were going to land on Earth by like, it was like, I think it might have been last year. So I lost that bet, unfortunately. But, you know, still time to shit, still possible. But uh, yeah, yeah, Matty there, Matty, we've got your, uh, got your, I think uh, the, the awards that have got your fingerprints on, mate, the most important stuff, I think, are going to be uh, when people look at the this big six. It's going to be I mean, the big six. You like that? I coined that. It's not, it's not Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham. <laughs> The master. <laughs> like, this is the proper big six dish. <laughs> the important stuff. The stuff we chat about in the pub, mate. That's what it is. The, uh, the important. Yeah, None of this wrestling stuff. stuff. No, no. That's like the proper real life stuff. This one, Benny. Mm. <laughs> Looking forward to getting into that. But yeah, obviously, uh, Gareth got you in as well, mate. I drag, dragged you in for this one. Uh, big guns for it. Uh, are you excited to uh, to do the AW Awards? It's going to be fun, isn't it? You know, oh. <laughs> getting that in early for awesome. you, Matt. <laughs> oh. I was teetering, wasn't I? I was just like, literally just going down the list and it's just like, something from AW, something from AW. I was just like, oh God, am I, am I, I, this is going to be the most boring list, I think, like compared to like previous years where you've watched loads more. But I've given it a lot more thought in the last 24 hours and okay. uh, not just gone for the, tried to go for the obvious and try and mix it up. But I'm mm. just here for the crack. I'm here for the big six anyway. So, yeah, is that your, is that your tech, Matty? Dynamite show of the year, Tony Khan, Booker of the year? Or all there? Not well, even, not even well me, we'll I, make I it said on. that, didn't I? We're not, this is, uh, that's why I'm here, because I'm not just having this, the AEW awards, you know, far from me. <laughs> not having it at all. Imagine, was, imagine if you'd what? done this one of the years where we were like, remember when we were a Brit Res podcast, JP? Or remember oh. when New Japan was probably the main thing we talked about? Every, re- wrestling for points, Matty, yes. the awards. That's what this could be. Could have, uh, could have landed JP a much did. worse era. <laughs> New Japan, like, but you know, I, I literally, and this isn't just me being me, I literally haven't watched the match of it this year. So, like, they didn't even enter my mind for any of these for good or bad the awards. Like, it, it, it just really didn't enter my mind. But I was saying to the guys, Ben, before you joined in, before, hmm. do you think that us four will have the same answer for any of these? I think JP reckons we will. Me and Gareth reckon we won't. I think me, me, Gareth, and JP, yes. You're the wild card here. Right. Like, because that's oh, the thing. Okay. You're going to find okay. a way to make Bloodline the female wrestler of the year. Like, you'll find a way to. Probably this is a female in there, really, Andy. Edge is winning Sutton as well, you know? Like, I'm, I'm sure of it. Like, <laughs> so, I I think you'll give us a little bit of diversity. You know, you say there, your blind spots. We've all got our blind spots. It's like, you know, we were talking to, you know, 
Alan about doing the you know the top uh, ten match of the year next year, and Alan's um, not going to be doing it with us um, this year. The match of the year uh, award won't be won't be on here. And part of the reason was you know Alan saying like even himself you know as far as things to watch this year he you know he hasn't really covered the uh, the length and breadth of uh, of Japan like he normally would in any given year. Like I honestly think JP, this is going to be one of, this is going to be hopefully all mm. our haters and and, uh, and trolls out there who think we're the uh, the guys who really hate AEW probably don't listen to the crappy awards which will be coming on the Patreon which. Will be the uh, the negative uh, awards that will be uh, that we on there uh, this week. But first, the positive awards go. AW is like ninety percent of what we watched this year, so might uh, might be some good news for uh, for some uh, AW mecha heads out there. Yeah, Jesus, I, I feel like I've gone out of my way at points to go for other people, mm. like, and and I feel like am I just being a fucking contrarian mm. at, that, at that point in time, just to go for other things that aren't AEW because. Mm. It's, you know, it, I read out raw results on a daily update and your heart sinks when you've done it like 52 weeks of the year and you realise, <laughs> I can't sit through that. No, it's no, there's no realistic expectation I could watch that shit for three hours. And it's now just at a moderate level, like at this stage in the game. So, yeah, it, it's... It is. It feels like AEW is going to be there, but then if you think about like the way wrestling is, all the kind of big news has been behind the scenes. It's been that kind yeah, of a year, definitely. and companies like New Japan and Noah haven't really like kind of moved on necessarily from the pandemic. I know New Japan. It feels like is is going to try and kickstart something into gear around Wrestle Kingdom, mm. um, but it's not been that kind of banner year. For it necessarily, it's like the other places you would have gone to haven't really necessarily delivered in the way for like kind of big matches and everything else. Like Andy says here in the chat, the decent stuff happened behind the scenes. Mm. Fucking news story of the year is going to be the most debated on here, I think. Yeah. Um, obviously, Matty, Steve Austin, uh, wrestling at WrestleMania, definitely going to be uh, high on the list for, uh, for all well, you of know, us. Well, but... you know what? That's how sad it is, the fact that I haven't got Steve down here. We need to mention him at some point. Like, you know. We'll find a way. Like Connor says, yeah, JP, yeah, JP, real NXT results, so reasons to believe any of them are true or, or real. That's the thing right. we do the weekend show, don't we? We round up MLW and, uh, yeah. and Impact as well, JP. So we do have an eye. You know, on the uh, on the wrestling world, but yeah, yeah. JP, has, JP, like is it like NXT is like Hollyoaks, isn't it? Every mm. time you put it on, there's like a new character every single week. You're like, who the fuck is <laughs> yeah. this? I've just about yes. got my head around the other characters. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're right. It is Hollyoaks, and there have been stages of Hollyoaks, and yeah. good Hollyoaks is gone. Yeah, like even if so. there really ever was a good Holly Oaks, I'm not. Someone crazy. died every week at Holly Oaks as well. Literally, someone died every week. <laughs> uh, when they started having, you know, like all the kind of work rate matches, that was a bit like Hollywood's Holly Oaks after dark, wasn't Don it? Dark it was and all that, yeah. <laughs> someone died every week. Carry on the uh, the the proud tradition of Oz there, yeah, which might come up. Uh, yeah. Might come up yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> we should get we should get to the awards. Obviously, there's a, as long as this is, there's going to be an even extended uh, edition of this. There's a bit of a, a pre-show uh, chatter over on the uh, the Patreon as well as, like I say, the crappies that'll be uh, coming out this week on top of the positive awards. But yeah, we're going to get into some uh, the real wrestling stuff now. But there are some uh, some silly awards we've got uh, got later on in the show as well. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm sure Matty's keeping his own personal spreadsheet on how many of uh, my picks are going to be the IWC picks and whether they uh, oh, can mate. predict them Just or the not. Most, you and Gareth debate, like, you know, going for who's got the most safe 
answers that you can ever give that turn up on everyone's award. We'll get him back, Gareth. Just note down every time he says the word Roman Reigns or Bloodline, and then we can uh, we can compare and contrast them. <laughs> With that in mind, let's get into it. Let's get into the uh, into the grappies uh, for this year and the uh, and the best ofs. Positive for a change uh, is us, and we're starting with a big one. Uh, we've uh, split up uh, the rest of the year category into male and female wrestler of the year. So let's kick off with the male wrestler of the year, Gareth. I'll go round in uh, in clockwise order. Pressure's on, mate. Who's the wrestler of the year for twenty twenty two? Um. I'm tossing a coin here. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I love I'm, it. I love it already. Fish. I'm, it's like stressed. Like, I, I was kind of you were going to go somewhere else there, and, and, and I was still going to like, like make my decisions. But I'm going to go Moxley. Like, yeah. um, I was, uh, I was half tempted to go to Osprey purely just on matches. Like, obviously, I'm looking at the grapple data all the time. Osprey's fucking every time I do like a, a list and things like that. He's, he's in that list where no matter where he's working in the world and he's worked fucking everywhere, but. For me, I just think I just think the year Mox Mox is had, I just think he's Mr. Fucking solidity, consistency. It's just that the he's carried the company really. I think a lot of what's been good about the um the company from start to end of the year has been been about Moxley and it's it's uh, it, again, he's is just that reliable factor that he's been able to fall back on deliver on promos, deliver on matches, deliver on just character work, and then just deliver on just being fucking there and just being at the top of his game, like pretty much throughout the, the year as a whole. So the number one member of the Shield, John Moxley, uh, takes the uh, wrestler of the year. <laughs> oh, God, I thought it's Christmas year. I thought, I thought we were going to get on even more than we usually do. When do we throw them in there? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a fair shout. I think, yeah, Moxley, he's, he's not going to mm. be. I didn't really consider him fully. But I get it. It's that consistency, isn't it? He's Mister. He's Mister AW this year. He's Mister. Not even plan. He's Plan A, but he's often Plan B as well. He's Mister Reliable, isn't he? As far as you want, if you want to talk consistent promos, consistent matches, being in big stuff, I can, I can, uh, I can definitely see the argument there. Yeah, and I just think again, just like some of the some of the matches that he has, like he has had this this year as well as working with like some of the younger guys and things you know um, like Cracker with Wheeler Utah and stuff as well as like delivering at the top end with you know some more like established people as as well like your man and things it's just uh, just just been a good year all around for me so he's uh, just just pips Osprey to it good, good shout uh, Matty I'm guessing you agree um, you told me we were going to pick a Shield member so I just assume it's uh, it's Markley coming up here <laughs> Oh no! It is a member. It is a former member of the Shield, like, but it's obviously Roman Reigns' voice here for me. Uh, Looking forward to JP Pick and Seth Rollins. <laughs> no one's gonna. No, I feel smiling, Seth, no one's ever gonna pick him, Andy. But um, no, I just went for him, boys, because I just think, like, as the biggest wrestler, you know, in the WWE and dare I say in the world, he's pretty much, you know, he's delivered every time. You know, maybe not in the Mania match with Brock Lesnar, that was pretty standard, but, you know, unifying the title. I'm going a bit PWI here, aren't I? A bit <laughs> in storyline as well. You know, he's unified the titles, but he was involved in the six-man at WrestleMania Backlash, which is personally one of my sleeper matches of the year. Then he had a banger with Riddle on SmackDown in July. Really good TV main event. Then he went to SummerSlam, had that wacky last-man-standing match with uh, Brock, which, you know, I did love. Had another great match with Drew McIntyre, a clash of the castle, which the fans were into. And then he just 
for me, solidified it with that Logan Paul match. I know it mightn't be everyone's cup of tea, but I know Logan Paul was great, but Roman Reigns was so good in that that he just like he just he didn't have to prove nothing to me, lads. But you know, he <laughs> proved even more that he's he's just and just I always say it when I mention him, just look at him as well, boys. He's just the best. He just fucking but he's delivered <laughs> all year for me. So Roman Reigns is the obvious choice. Can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and there's an argument for it, and at least for at least there's different options this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's really like the kind of really notable things. I mean, with with Roman Reigns, it feels like it was the year that everything did really come together. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not having Vince around the place at the minute, mm-hmm. it like massively helps with that in terms of like you think the Sammy stuff doesn't happen if that change doesn't happen, and that adds Definitely an impetus to the second half of the year, and it gives it a kind of a big through line to go through. And if we're getting what we're up there against at Main, it feels like he's become an attraction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've got to pick a WWE guy, who else you picking? <laughs> like, they're, they're, I don't oh, think. Yeah. Seth Rollins yeah. probably is the competition. You know what I mean? And that says, that says everything. No, I, you know, I, you know me, Matty, like we used to, used to argue about him and it would never be Roman himself. I always loved Roman. It was always the, uh, the yeah. Brooklyn that was, that was the issue. And but, he's got this every, is where he's ben, it now. Yeah, everything's right. Like you're saying, Daddy, he's not wrestling every week on telly as well, which, you mm. know, people might look and say, why are you picking him? But I just think for every big match, because, you know, the hype in him is in the biggest matches, aren't they? And they build them up as the, the biggest attractions. I think he's delivered in there every one of them. And that's why, mm-hmm. like, he's the choice. Uh, with a surprise to know, Matthew, he's not on uh, any of the ballots or uh, our patrons give us so far. He appears in, uh, in other categories. Uh, quite a few for Moxley, uh, Dave O'Neill, Martin. Um, yeah. Threw in uh, votes uh, for Moxley. Similar uh, similar thoughts uh, to what Garrett did, but... Yeah, you know, I can. Uh, I'd absolutely, uh, absolutely see the uh, the argument for uh, for Roman um, JP. Make the Seth Rollins case, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we've mentioned him already, and I had to go for him. Um, I've gone for Will Ospreay out of all of these. I've not a lot gone, of votes I've for Will in the uh, patrons. Yeah, and and a lot of this actually comes down to matches. Um, really, remember them at the end of the day. <laughs> remember that. Yeah, they were good, weren't they? <laughs> Well, Did he ever even exist, Beno? Did he ever exist? <laughs> Not on this podcast, mate. Only when Garrett's on. <laughs> you, you look at kind of where he, he starts off. You know, he's he's he has the match with a card at the dome. Mm. Like, you know, being in, in that in there. But I'm just going to reel off names. Like, mm. the Oku match. The uh, Moxley match. There was a, a Zach match. Orange Cassidy. Mm. In there as well, Shota Umino quite mm. recently. I know which uh, at the historic crossover. Um, Naito had, had a couple of great matches with him. In terms of like Ricky Knight Jr. was the match that I saw live, mm. and it kind of felt like he solidified him. Did the same thing kind of with Oku. He's really between him and Kenny Omega is the most interesting, and I imagine the kind of biggest drawing card to the Tokyo Dome this year. So and you can't doubt it. Like he's a he's a big star there. And when he's been in AEW and he's been in the six mans, he's you know, I did, I, I expected nothing with him and Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door, which we'll be talking about later on. And it completely like over delivered and it just sort of showed you like the kind of level of versatility you're getting in his work of someone who's just like wrestling big matches. And I'm kind of almost worried about the level of expectation that him and Omega have going into the Tokyo Dome because it feels like 
do it right, you start off the year and you're arguably the biggest wrestler in the world. I imagine his contract's up, what, 24, possibly like 25, something like that. That's becomes like a, a kind of a, a guy that both WWE and AEW be going in for, and AEW be looking to get in there anyway through stealth. So, yeah, go on with him. That's yeah. one I'll watch, though, JP. Ken and Osprey, can't wait for that one. Yeah. Can't wait. A lot of votes for Osprey um, in the uh, in the in the Patreon, and for the same kind of reasons you're saying, really. There, and it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, if you're looking purely in ring, there's absolute strong arguments. He's the best wrestler in the world um, at this point. And I don't know a lot of people don't don't like hearing that, but or might not agree, which is which is fair enough. But from mm-hmm. a pure like in ring point of view, I think you know, obviously, when we come to to look at a, a match of the year in the in the new year, Gareth, I think there's going to be a a lot of Osprey keeps he pops up on all those graphics. Yeah, that's that's why it was in my consideration. It was that, mm. but I'm just given that everyone else has listed a big load of matches. I just feel like I need to just back up my Moxley uh, list here with some matches here because, like, <laughs> I mentioned the Utah thing, but obviously you like AW there. You've got like Takeshi, you've got Danielson, you've got Punk, you've got Jericho, you've got Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. All like four star plus matches. He's done stuff out of there. Where he's had Osprey in New Japan. He's had Tom Lawler in Defy. He's had Biff Music in GCW. He's had a fucking a massive year for four-star matches, Moxley as well, and yeah. not just in AW, working around in, in different places as well, really. So again, if we're uh, if we're throwing lists of matches in there, I think he even stands up on, on that on that front, to be honest, because it's not just about that reliability, consistency, been the big star thing that I reference. It, it backs it up. It backs it up in ring. You know there's yeah. going to be good matches when Mox is in there. It's a consistent it's water level in it. It's like you're not maybe you're not mm. talking five star matches, but you are talking, like you say, consistently above that point. I think that's fair, JP. Yeah. Which is what you want from your main event, and more than anything else, is consistency. Because mm. that's the thing. Like without that level of consistency, you can see that it's it is kind of weak. But like he's the kind of thing that holds it together. I'm just sort of thinking in terms of those three choices. Like they're the kind of there's good arguments for each of them in different ways. Um, and I think that's like, I think that's one of the things we can take away is that there isn't this kind of like runaway consensus winner. So you're probably now going to give us someone complete. He's going to make the decide and vote here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. It's like, it's head over heart, this one uh, for me, because I think I, I ummed on Osprey. I think there's a alternate universe version of this where I, uh, where I go Osprey, but I, Matty ready the laugh track. I'm going for CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I thought I was bad picking Book and Roman Reigns. <laughs> man of the Year. Okay. The most talked about Man of the Year. Won the AEW title this year. That was, that was bear in mind, I was there live for it. Had the feud of the year. Spoiler for later with MJF. There is an argument for MJF and a strong argument for MJF that, uh, that some have made. But I think with Punk, it's like when you do the, uh, when we did the, uh, the big fat quiz of the year, um on um on on post like it was like we were talking about him going oh how many matches did punk have in AEW and like some of the guesses were proper low it was like ah you know eight or nine ten no yeah the fucking 
catalogue of killer TV matches. And that's the thing. He was consistent throughout the year. Uh, I haven't thought I was going to go for Cody, by the way. I wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> he had a five-star match, no better. Glad to have uh, <laughs> Will says he deserves it for the all-in promo alone. But but genuinely, I think uh, he deserves it for the, uh, for, for the promos this year, for the angles this year, not just the, uh, the real-life one there. But like I say, a lot of my favourite TV matches of the year as far as like you know things like the even things like the the Dustin Rhodes match uh, the match with uh, with Dax um the MJ like I say the MJF stuff's probably the the biggest thing he's, mm. he's got in his locker I think I was the high man on the uh, on the hangman match from Double or Nothing bit of live bias there as well but yeah you know as far as what this goes as simple we talked before we recorded didn't we Matty about is it you know favorite versus best and I think that maybe that's yeah. the maybe a little bit of the argument where it might swing one way oh, for, uh, for Osprey argument. versus Punk but I think like... that's which wrestler did I enjoy most this year and if I'm honest it's CM Punk absolutely I, and that's where I love it I love it <laughs> didn't expect it but I love it though I, Don says, it. I don't know Don says he <laughs> was more predictable me picking it? Punk or you picking Reigns <laughs> <laughs> Could be any year. This could it? That doesn't have to be twenty twenty two. It could be. Yeah. It literally could be. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on that, Gareth? The, the crush your man. It, I mean, it didn't. To be, to be honest, I think for me, just put more falls into like some of those other categories. I think wrestler of the year. I think what well, he had like fourteen matches over the year. Like to like to me, I think I'm the. When I'm looking at like Osprey and Moxley and things, there's just that volume and that diversity and things like that, that comes into the mix and probably the the, the match side. But um, but uh, yeah, without doubt, massive in some of the other areas. But did, to be honest, he didn't even cross my mind for the rest yeah, of the year. If it's mad, isn't it? It's out of sight, out of mind, really, isn't it? You know, because he hasn't been there as well. It's... But that's the thing; he was around for the majority of the year. Yes, there was, he was that gap. Yeah, you that's know. what it is. It's... But all in all, yeah, I think I think it's been punks here, but that's just There's me. one better. Better. I reckon CM Punk's had more matches than Roman Reigns this year, though. That's probably. A good shout. That, I was he thinking that one, Gary. That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, and, and I, I see the argument for like a Moxley. It's just for me, you know, the peaks of of Moxley don't really quite get there uh, for me. Bill Cooling says here, what do you make of his argument? The promo all in was the perfect end Emperor's character. Like I say, it does feels like the se- that's the other thing this year. Feels like the season finale of CM Punk. So throw, uh, throw that in there as well, yeah. but. Yeah, I'm just kind of I'm looking at the uh, the like the consensus from uh, from our patrons who uh, who put in votes. I think the the consensus vote would be would be Osprey. I think overall, um, but yeah, a couple of like wild shouts in there for for like an an MJF. Like I say, quite a. Mm-hmm. Catalog there, he's one we haven't really uh, considered there. Anyone? Else Brian be mentioned Beno. Mm, I couldn't make that argument. I don't think. I've got a couple from Impact. I think about. I mean, we're getting into honourable mentions. I don't know if we want to keep that as a separate category. I'm just thinking we've done half an hour on award one. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what I like, though, Gareth. We, we I one. said, I said, will we all agree on it? We've all had actual. Dip. No one's agreed there. That's what no, I love. We all have different yeah. choices. <laughs> I was going to say Mike Bailey and Josh Alexander. Mm. Yeah, good shout, JP. Yeah. Solid. Good order under the under the radar picks, but yeah, go from there and from male wrestler into a into female wrestler of the year. Um, Gareth, to you first. Yeah, um, on on this one, this is another one that I, I probably struggled with really, where I, ju- I just didn't think there was like an obvious like outstanding candidate. So I've gone with like Jamie Ata, really, just because obviously she's sort of like crowned it with getting the belt towards the end of the year. But I think more just kind of with her, I just 
just taking a step back and just looking at that kind of like growth over the course of the year really and you know you, you, you come back to that whole thing of just getting over organically for the small things that you do and getting you you know in, in essence a lot of what she's done has been self-driven and things you know in just in the way that she's sort of presented herself and the way that she's then like work matches you know you look at probably quality of matches in in the US and she's probably been like up there this year in terms of ones that she's had you know she's got the best out of Tony Storm that I've seen in a fucking you know long period of time you know good match with the Thunder Rosa Battle of the Belts um, she had to like work you know some good tag team stuff as well over the over the course of the year but again I think this is one for me where given that I don't watch Stardom I think it feels a bit kind of like slim pickings really as far as this year has gone to be picking someone who's overall out, outstanding at the at, at the better year probably probably leaning on jp really for the right answer to the uh to, to this question <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, spoiler i've gone the same way but it was i don't feel strongly about it like there isn't a female wrestler i feel strongly about this year at least from the western world of wrestling i think i'd hear an argument for like a Bianca Belair, I'd hear an argument for me, or maybe Amati will make one for, for the WWE people, but if I'm talking the promotion I've watched most of this year, which is, is AEW, like, yeah, was I going to pick Tony Storm? You know, probably not. You know, Britt Baker feels like, I think, to be probably all picked there last year. It was like a to- She was probably the token pick last year, wasn't she? But, like, I think, you know, particularly bad feud this year and the in-ring drop-off, maybe. Um, goes against that, but yeah, I've gone with Dark as well. So to skip ahead to my pick, but Matty, can you can you throw us a counter argument? Well, how many matches is Charlotte? Got... <laughs> I was going to say because Charlotte's been off since uh, April or May, wasn't it? With the uh, since the I Quit match with Ronda, mark this one down, boys. This is the first one a non WWE has won this award. I've gone for Jordan Grace as my pick for the female wrestler of the year. Oh, good show. You know, oh, she started off the year feud with like. With Cardona, of all people, for the was it the internet title? They have the digital media, whatever it's called. But she's worked her way back up and she won the Queen of the Mountain, you know, got the knockout title. And me and JP have mentioned a few times this is how she should be booked, and it's finally coming to fruition of how she should be used. She had a match with my Yim on one of them, you know, monthly events. But the two matches, Slamovich matches, I mean, they're up there for my matches of the year, boys. I really fucking love their matches. As the PWG solidified there. I think I'm, I'm. I'm sure it has been, but they're both in Bowler as well, aren't they? So they're gonna. Oh, they'll probably collide somewhere there as well. But I haven't seen that one yet, obviously. But them two matches for me, boys, were like that solidified. That is like right. She's the, the you know the champion now. Just build it round there. And she had a match with Giselle, uh, Giselle Shaw as well on Impact as well on TV. That was good as well. So she's ended the year superbly, and obviously going against Mickey James in the first pay per view in the title of the career in january so yeah just think she's been great this year i think that's a really strong vote like anytime yeah. we watch those impact pay-per-views jp was it not as we were always talking about oh yeah that, like they were the three components we'd speak josh alexander jordan grace mike bailey three pillars. um of the doesn't quite hold up a building three pillars three. but you know close enough <laughs> no exactly but it's i mean like, i'm for the garbage match ben oh, there's the fourth is, pillar uh, what year is it <laughs> she has completely come on and yeah. um like just grown into some I mean it looks like I mean the match they're building up to with her and Mickey James um in January is gonna yeah. like you'd imagine that's them writing Mickey James out, which to to put on to her. And it's been like the best place for her to be for a couple of years to kind of really like discover herself. And like so the matches with Masha Slamovich has 
as well in particular. They're, they're like the best thing on Bound for Glory, pretty much. How that she's so committed to Impact as well, isn't it? Kind of, uh, kind yeah. of Gresham signed now, hasn't he? Gresham yeah, signed there now, Ben. Yeah, well, that is level. But uh, JP, uh, Gareth said you'd have the right mm. answer. What's the uh, what's <sighs> the right answer, JP? Well, it was kind of between one of two. It wasn't as obvious as what I was thinking it was. Uh, as I was thinking it was, be I didn't really consider Jordan Grace. If I'm being honest, which I feel kind of like almost bad about. Jamie Hayter was the one I was going to go with, but then I was thinking, well, in Stardom, who is the person that I think kind of holds it all together? And this calendar year, I'm imagining that she will end up beating Shuri for the um, Wonder of Stardom Championship. Um, will be, and it's Julia who won the five-star Grand Prix. She is the person who, when you most watch stardom, you think, and there's possibly the fact that she, um, you know, is bilingual in the, in the sense that she, she speaks Italian, English, and Japanese. <laughs> but she is the one who's like, you look at her and you think star. This is someone who could go into like that kind of big system and be a star. And it isn't just a look. She works like an absolute fucking scrapper. Um, like she had a match with Mayu Watani at the start of the year, um, match with Shuri, um, the final of the um, uh, five-star Grand Prix against Tam Nakano, even the match with Zack Sabre Jr. against um, Shuri and Tom Lawler from Historic Crossover. And it is, it's one of the things where stardom is, it might not be the only time you hear this, they're the only growing company in the, wor- in, in the world of wrestling, really. They're the, like you can look at WWE from a financial perspective and things like that, but they're the ones who are expanding and doing some big ballsy moves, not least of which Sasha Banks by the looks of things. And that's going to be fascinating. Do they go to a match like that? Because, you know, if you've got Julia versus Sasha Banks, you think that's the person you want in there to put kind of eyeballs on onto the kind of product as well. So, yeah, I've... I've gone. I've gone with her. It's probably like the safe, dull choice of of Stardom. But I think Jamie Hayter is also a really good shout, and she's just been that kind of pillar in the same way that Hikaru Shida was for a bit. And I kind of just hope that she gets time with this reign and it isn't overshadowed by everybody else's. What? But that's what I inevitably feel will end up happening. The great hope of AW going forward, isn't she? It's like she'll save us. Um, I think Tony Storm got us to a certain level. I think hopefully she's gonna uh, gonna push on if they ever get to that uh, that brief view. But yeah, moving on from there into a uh, into tag team of the year. Matty asked, "Was there gonna be what the night before the same?" Uh, there's been a lot of the uh, the same votes in uh, in tag team of the year when I look at what the uh, the patrons have uh, have said uh, over there on the page. But uh, Gareth, what's uh, you tag team of the year? Yeah, I'd I'd love to vote for the acclaimed because like I just love the acts so much. Like they've just mm-hmm. been so much fun. Every time you hear the the, the start of their music hit on uh, AW, you just like smile on your face, ready for it, kind of kind of thing. But I mean, FTR have just been undeniable this year. Like for me, just from a pure match standpoint, there's you know where I like look at matches that have genuinely got me engaged and just been like can't look away from the TV. Like FTR have been the, the the one this year that have just given me so much entertainment. Like obviously the three Briscoes matches, all different in the you know in 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 their own way. You know, all fucking you know fantastic stuff. Look on the app, and again they're all like right up there in terms of like 
you know, top 10 matches of the year, you know, match of the year, contender even, which again, for, from a tag team standpoint, you can't fucking, you know, di- you know, dispute that almost. But then you just like look at some of the other stuff, like the the Aussie Open in um, New Japan, like over here, uh, the, you know, they had a match with the Bucks earlier in this year that I think people forget about a little bit in like April earlier on in the year that was fucking, you know, an absolute banger as well. And as much as you kind of like consider you know, like I say the entertainment value, the acclaimed, and how they've got themselves over, and the the level of act that they are. Even the uh, Aussie Opens had as well, and you know what they've kind of brought to the table. I just don't think anyone could touch FTR for the year they've had personally. I think do you agree? This is the one where I was going back and forth on boys, but <laughs> even being you now it, it is FTR. I had the shows up there with them. But that was just more, you know, the associated with Rome. But they have had some really good telly matches, the shows against the Brawl and Brutes. They had, once again, what would be one of my matches of the year again against Street Profits, but at Money in the Bank. The SummerSlam one was a letdown, but the Money in the Bank match was really fucking good. But it is FCR. I've got to go with them. It's just that first Briscoe's match, boys. I haven't got into a match like that, non-WWE, for I don't know how long. Like that first one, was Supercard of Honor, maybe a weekend, was it? That was just fucking amazing. And obviously the two after that. But just, just for them three long, because I haven't even seen the Aussie Open match, boys. You know, I remember the mm. Young Bucks match, Gareth, because that was the Dynamite after the Mamie weekend, wasn't it? Pretty sure it's when Tony Khan thought, they are the best tag team. We'll put them on telly every week and put them in good matches. <laughs> you know, that's what he did. And that was like, a once again, as you say, Gareth, a really good match. But yeah, the fucking, I love the F- FTR. Like, really do like them. Yeah, I can't go for anything else but FTR. Like it's it's the obvious choice. I won't go through through all of the other reasons on there. The only other two teams, and it's even though I've barely seen them wrestle, the Briscoes. Every time they've been age, asked yeah. to deliver on a big, big stage, they the thing have is they're the other team in those FTR delivered. matches, aren't they? Yeah. Me. People like get blanked them, don't they? The they problem, really do. The problem is that we see in their other stuff, you know. I know they've done a lot of GCW this year and they've kind of been revitalized as far mm-hmm. as taking more indie bookings, but it's that it's padding out in it, JP. That's the uh, that's even the, an impact as well, a bit of impact, yeah. yeah I suppose yeah. there's that, yeah, yeah. I'd love to find a reason to go with them, but yeah, I see what you're saying, JP. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and then the other ones, I mean, as Mikey mentions in the chat there as well, it is Aussie Open. In terms of seeing a team that looks like like a team that should be wrestling in title matches, will end up with the IWGP title tag team titles in in um, two, in 2023. So, like, they're the only other one. But it, it's FTR, and they feel like stars, and the crowd react to them like yeah. they're stars. And... It's going to be fascinating because I'm saying it now. They're going to be back in WWE. Like I think they're, they're going back there. You think, JP, yeah? I think there's legacy stuff in WWE that they're going to want to do. And with, with Triple H there, they've, oh, yeah, they've got yeah. the opportunity. I think WWE would be mad not to make some massive play for the acclaimed. JP, frank. I think this time around when they feud with the Usos, uh, Triple H won't have them oh, shaving yeah. them in the shower, will they? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. <laughs> that loon behaviour won't yeah. be happening, thank Christ. It'll actually be good wrestling matches, won't they? Yeah. I, I think 
again, like I'd love to, I'd love to make a Briscoe's argument. I think Alan would try, um, <laughs> but I think it, it. The thing about FTR is that, like, I think the mood changes. You know, when when, the, when they've been out this year, whenever they come out on a dynamite, and part of it's the music, which we're gonna get into at the later awards. But there's just something about they they have felt like a hot act through the year, despite not necessarily being booked like one week to week. You know, they have the titles, but you know, as far as like consistent, you know, feuds and placements on in their primary promotion, um, that's maybe been a little bit lacking in years even if you know in, mm. in certain months even if you know um there has still been uh very very good stuff from that point of view but yeah as far as the world going on a uh, on pure match quality you've got to go with them I, I was trying to see if uh cm punk and john boxley teamed up once maybe i could have said them but no it's, uh, <laughs> it's, FD, it's ftr it's the uh I think the that, we all know, agreed on boys unanimous you know? as connor said on the uh, on for the agreement with that one yeah. I think it was not, not not cm punk and larry <laughs> Great team, CM Punk in there. CM Punk, nice deal. Yeah, yeah. Stable going on there. Punk and Mindy's Bakery, maybe that could have been a, a shout. But uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. That's the story with the patron votes as well. FTR throughout um, all the ballots. I can't spot um, a ballot that isn't is an FTR. Um, no young bucks votes, JP. To your uh, point about uh, <laughs> them this year, and uh, maybe not the uh, the highlight of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not highlighted as a as a team as maybe as much as they. I think maybe it's the, is it the six man run over this last while that's maybe making people forget they did do good stuff this year, you know. But a while ago, they did. But what was the great feud they were involved in in twenty twenty two that wasn't backstage, which yeah. was a cracking feud, and I would love to have seen it happening in on TV, but it never will mm. really at this point. So I think it's it's the fact they've been put into the trick, you know. I'll be dead before we ever have a best trios team of the year. I'm with you. We, we agree on. We don't agree on much, JP, but we fucking agree on them trios. Don't don't them boys, Last time it was money, it involved the Von Erics, and I won't bore <laughs> anyone on that story. Uh, may it be in 2023. But yeah, moving on from there into feud slash storyline um, of the year. That slash might become important, um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth, going to you first again. Feud or storyline of the year? I mean, this was just no-brainer. It was just it's punk MGF for me. Like this was straight straight to it. It's this is I think I was talking on the show last week. This is like the benchmark of where you look at like AEW and you've got in your mind like this is the level they could be at. And if they were doing storytelling and things a little bit more consistently or even one or two that like fit the fit the bill like this the pro- the product as a whole be a bit more compelling like to me this just had had every well i say everything it nearly had everything it had you know obviously the great promos it had the great little like nuanced bits of you know storytelling with the involvement of wardlow and things like that along the way it had the matches with the you know the dog collar match and things just um like I say, the back and forward to the with them on the mic was, you know, first class up there. I mean, to me, this it's the only only one in the mix, only thing for consideration for me. It's the it's the level that you want to see weekly TV, you know, feuds, storytelling, um, telling based at. The only disappointment is is that we've never kind of got is that we won't get the sort of full circle ending on it because clearly there was a next steps of that you know going forward you know the direction beyond that with punk having the belt and mgf being the challenger to punk rather than the, the way it's gone so we'll we'll never ultimately see the you know 
the chapter close as it was meant to or the book close as it was meant to, but what they did put out there was just fucking phenomenal stuff that, you know, is as good as it gets for me. Matty, bloodline of the, I mean, storyline of the year. Um. <laughs> well, because I'm a soundbite guy, Ben, with the, with the Slash Awards, sometimes I've got both, so I'll keep it brief, don't worry. The feud of the year for me, from a match point of view, from a, like, angle point of view, might surprise you, is Jordan Grace for Masha Slamovich. I just, honestly just, that took me so much by surprise how good their matches were. They had a good contract signing, they had good... Uh, Slamovich like videos in a, talking in a foreign language to get he put they were intense they used some good attack angles as well so that's probably me feud of the year but the storyline of the year is the bloodline and Sami Zayn Ben I mean like you know the, like Gareth said with the CM Punk MGF there's nothing else that even comes close for the storyline and it's still ongoing we're going to get that mania payoff. We're going to get a few good pay-per-view payoffs. We've got the big tag match with John Cena coming back at the end of the year. That's going to like have a little uh, layer towards it. But it's just everything about it. Roman just being involved, obviously. But it's Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso, like Sammy's best mates with uh, Jimmy. And then he's finally won Jey over. It's just, as you, you've been watching it yourself, Ben. It, yeah. it is great stuff, Everyone. isn't it? It really is. Yeah, the, the counter argument is where's the match? <laughs> like, what's the? That, that, you're gonna get you're gonna get them though, bad JP. You keep saying you actually are gonna get them. Like, though, isn't it? That, that's, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But this because I, 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 it's I, the fact that it's keeping going though. Yeah, that's why it's good. Yeah, and I, I love I, I do, the you know, rumble is perfect for the beginning of it all though isn't it yeah that's yeah. true so. that's true and it'll probably you know what it'll probably win you win your award next year as well marty I, I agree with everything you say you know everyone plays the role perfectly um like you say both the usos roman sammy's been incredible you know there was a, a shout in the chat before for him as as wrestler of the year and that's you know i suppose he had the uh the johnny knoxville match this year so also maybe there is an argument there but yeah uh, you know as a character you know if there was a character of the year award that that had come in there i could totally you know a joke about knowing it was going to be you know at least one of your choices, Matty. But yeah, I think there's there's the argument there. Like I say, it's the it's the where's the match thing that. But like I say, it's coming next year. So yeah, um, twenty twenty three is gonna get for, for me. For me, with that one, as somebody who's just like not invested in WWE product at all, and like you know, literally have to be drag kicking and screaming to watch it, kind of thing. <laughs> I will admit that is the one thing that when it's there and there's like the little things on your like Twitter feed and they're like, you know, it's like gives you like the two minute promo of it and things. It's the only thing that I've followed and I can honestly say like I really enjoyed. Like I might not be tuning into the TV to watch it, but you know, when you're watching the clips, you're seeing those promos, the interactions between them all, like it's come close to making me want to watch WWE TV a couple of times <laughs> this year. Hasn't, quite, hasn't quite managed it, but um but um, no, you'll be back soon, yeah, mate. You it, can watch again then, you know, him and Seth <laughs> <laughs> Possible feuds of the year, then, maybe. No, um, JP, how about you, mate? You got a backup, Gareth? Yeah, I am. I'm going to say MJF versus Punk. It was the one that kind of really stood out, and it's a shame because we're not getting that finale. Although we might, we get it in 2024. <laughs> if it, that's the other thing as well, get that in WWE to finish off there. <laughs> yeah, imagine it. Um, <laughs> Could do. Um, it's it's for the kind of you think of the kind of big moments that the like the build up to the because it started in twenty twenty one, didn't it? Like in terms of the feud itself, but we kind of yeah, and then we we got into the kind of overdrive with the build up to the dog collar match. I know it'll probably be up there one of your moments of the year. The um, CM Punk coming out to um, 
Misere Cantare. Is that um, like is he a Cantare? The, I think I don't know. Maybe I've got it wrong. Is that it? I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> Any know AFI fans out there? Um, <laughs> um, but it, it it was as Gareth mentioned. It was the stuff that was like the week to week TV. All of that stuff was great. However, a shout out for the bloodline. I think that's that's definitely worth mentioning. I mean, I've just sort of, you know, if you think of the overall arc of this, and it's gone for a while, which is, I saw someone on Reddit, so I've just stolen it from them today. The idea of you go from the rise of the tribal chief to the Jey Uso arc, to the formation of the bloodline, to the Heyman loyalty, to the undisputed titles, to the clash of the castle, to the Sami Zayn arc, and then we'll get to a rock arc. As well, at some hey, point, you just well. give me goosebumps fucking saying all that, you know. <laughs> seriously, and there's a playlist going around, isn't he? I think Connor, I may Connor put it in the, uh, our chat. I can't not wait to just watch that all over after I watch Serbian film all over the Christmas TV. <laughs> Mate, you're gonna need some fucking cheering up with that. <laughs> there's, there's gonna be people listening to this who weren't expecting that reference. Like. <laughs> If you want to hear more references, uh, Film Club this week has been yeah. jingle all the way. I ended up talking about Serbian film as well, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think that's um, for me. It is, it is, you know, for the reason that Punk's the wrestler of the year. I think uh, you know, as much as you know, matches came into it, it's the it's the feuds and the promos, and yeah, there's going to be yeah. re- repeats on this as well um, for me. But yeah, you know, it's it's that it's you know the TV match, all of the stuff that that Gareth kind of ran through there. But yeah, to throw in, you know, Bloodline was definitely a consideration. You know, if you you leave out the match and throw it in because we literally you know all just talked about it in tag team of the year. If you were, you know, as we are the Grapple Podcast, yeah. talking purely yeah, yeah, in ring, yeah. FTR Briscoe's is is the feud of the year yeah. like you're yeah. gonna get three matches that good anywhere else in any other feud ah, you're probably not are you so if you're talking pure star ratings that's your one isn't it it's just it was meeting it was probably missing you know it's like when they, they announced the dog collar match it was just like oh okay dog collar match sound you know because the briscoes can't get on telly there was no yeah necessary real reason for it no well, angles really is yeah yeah, uh, that is maybe the uh, the loss uh, loss there. But yeah, moving on from there into uh, uh, award again, we've uh, consolidated promo slash angle of the year. I reckon we might have uh, a couple of from uh, from Matty Cohen. But what say you, Gareth? What's the uh, the promo or angle of the year? Well, I've gone more like promo led on this one because as soon as I just saw the word promo, this was one that just like immediately jumped into my uh, into my head. Going back to June in AW, one that I absolutely fucking loved. One that you're definitely not gonna. Well, I was gonna say you're not gonna be fully on board with it, Benno. I wouldn't have thought, but I'm going with Christian Cage, and I'm going with the uh, promo <laughs> in ring where he's sort of like explaining the turn on Jungle Boy and he's talking oh. about like the he's talking about like the money side of things. He's costing <laughs> money and then he's talking about how like he he was like freeloading off the back of him, basically essentially letting him do all the work and like like letting you know, so Christian's getting the like the big payday, but then obviously like coming out about like the stuff about his mother and saying how he felt how he thinks she was a bit sweet on Christian Cage and then he uh, <laughs> all that and then like yeah what I think she wanted me to be Jungle Boy's father and you know he's the thing. He's like sees me as a father figure. But uh, I'm not your father. Your father's dead. Oh. <laughs> so I was looking right down the camera, and the crowd's just like, <gasps> like pure, like you know, just air sucked out of the the place. Like fucking hell, what a bastard! Like just <laughs> like 
oh, top class stuff. And like Unreal. just w- w- watching watching this, that 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 was just like I was oh, I'm so on board with this guy. Just the fucking delivery from the 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 whole thing, the heel justification behind him being with Jungle Boy for for that amount of time, the justification behind the the you know the turn, just like given. Jungle Boy, every excuse to come back with him with like so much, so much fire as well. Bringing the mum in, bringing the dead dad into it, like just fucking class, class, instant classic that was. I'm the anti Christ or more edge these days, uh, guy. I can't argue with that. Like, like that was it was it was you know not since the days of Bully Ray and old school TNA. Matthew, have I seen someone lay out yeah, the reasons for it so know. well? Uh, Aces and Eights mixtape coming soon. Um, but, uh, but you're totally right. Yeah, it, it, you know. I couldn't say anything negative about that. Oh, so, sorry, and I just remember one thing: the the cherry on the icing on the cake as well was where Luchasaurus came down and he's choking him at the end, and then um, and then he says to as he's choking him, "Yep, stop! You're like a son to me." So having done the whole father figure thing, like not to Jungle Boy, he then uses the you know the son to me, the father figure thing to Luchasaurus just to turn him around. Fucking brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Matthew, what's a young? But I'm sure you're beaming, proud of uh, of Christian uh, getting a, getting another. Oh, I didn't expect that at all from Gareth. Like what? I, but as I say, boys, my memories are a bit hazy going back through these, and I was like, see, I, I obviously didn't forget that, but I didn't think it was it was coming up at all there, Gareth. For me. Made up with that one, made up. But mine, boys, and I promise this isn't just going to be the Roman Reigns show. It really isn't. This is one of the last ones. This is going to be one where people will probably not remember. Probably people haven't seen it. My promo the year is Roman Reigns the week before WrestleMania on Raw, building up the uh, unification match with Brock Lesnar. Hmm. And it's no, it's really good promo, boys. He starts off with saying he's done everything in the business except for beat Brock at WrestleMania, which he failed to twice before. He said that WrestleMania 34, Brock busted them open. And like when it, when he got home, his kids didn't recognize him. His wife wanted him out the business. His family, and as he says his family, he turns to the Usos and stares them both out and he says my family was disappointed in me i've let them down and then he says but on the flip side now since then he's taken everything away from brock lesnar he's took paul Heyman from him upgraded him from an advocate to a wise man he's got his receipt for the blood at madison square garden he's got his he's uh, took his claim and his record that he's the longest champion of the past 35 years and then on sunday he's going to take everything from him again which is going to be the title and then he, he ends the promo and he screams, it's always been personal to me. And boys, honestly, people don't associate like, you know, good mic work at Roman Reigns, but this is so mm. fucking good. It really is a good like story, getting it all on board for the uh, big clash at WrestleMania. Wrestling, I, I thought you'd go that route, but like I... I just thought you might even say, you know, the one with uh, with the bloodline where they're all uh, they're all cracking up. I know it didn't necessarily sell a match. Yeah, but, like, but there's a few better. There's like the um, there's the one where like uh, Sammy and Jay are arguing, aren't they? And like mm. Sammy keeps saying stuff to him, and Jay goes, "I don't care." And he goes, "But you're disrespecting the tribal chief." And Jay just goes, "I don't give a damn about disrespecting the tribal chief, or I don't care what the tribal chief says." And Roman just turns at him as if like, "What the fuck are you saying?" But there's also the one with uh, Fairy when Vince leaves and he says to Fairy, doesn't he? You know, your daddy's not here anymore, and the fans fucking love that one. Like they, they really go for that. But yeah, I just that WrestleMania one, boys. As I say, people won't remember it or might might have seen it, but it's it's really good. It is a good one. What's say you, JP? 
Well, I've, you know, I've gone quite boring for this one. I've gone for the MJF promo that I think you were at. Was it not in LA um, for this one? Um, (laughs) Because I love me a good work shoot promo. (laughs) Someone saying fuck on telly. Um, It was the kind of thing that you, you forget about how much pressure there is for him to do stuff. And that's what he brings up in his in his promo as well about the fact that he has always delivered in terms of his feuds, but also in terms of elevating people. It was like one of that, you know, he'll never be the pipe bomb. It's pointless to kind of compare it, but you given the scenario of what you were coming out of following, it was double or nothing, wasn't it? And um, given how um, people had, you know, how it overtaken the Wardlow match, which obviously wasn't necessarily a good thing, but he was like he was the hottest guy in the business. And there was that element of, I compared it to Roy Keane walking out in Saipan, to which you'd always think, well, Roy Keane had a, Roy Keane had a fucking point, didn't he, when he was walking out? Because it was a shit show. Um, much like he saw what value he had, and he was like, this isn't fair. Like, I've been doing top-line main event stuff, and yet I'm on a fraction of the money that these guys are. Yeah, I thought it was it, the cadence was great, like talking about shouting at the executives and all the kind of smart, smarky tick box things that I wanted off a promo. I I loved it for what it was. Yeah, it was bloody confusing and the rest of it, and it was kind of obvious for it. But fuck it, that was the one that stuck out to me. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, Will's Will's rallying against you in, in, in the chat here, but you know, uh, Will's starting some a lot of arguments this week. Um, I, I I kind of like I was talking about this last night. I love when I was you, trying William. To turn it up and arm and pick my my awards. It's the problem. I suppose the only the negative is, and I'm sure you know you acknowledge it. It's the maybe the counterproductive nature of it, isn't it? It's what it you know. Oh yeah, where it placed MJF in the world. What did it ultimately lead to? You know, we had those months with MJF off telly, and then once he came back, it wasn't even the story, was it? It was the other punk stuff uh, going on, unfortunately. You're not getting that Tony Khan v MJF match, are you, Ben, at the end of it? You know what no, I mean? You're, you're not getting it, are you? It. But I can understand it. It's like the, the argument for that Bloodline segment, you know, that I genuinely yeah. considered at one point. It's the enjoyment you got out of that individual segment, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. and I was there live yeah. on JP, and that was, you know, all anyone was talking about for, if you want to talk buzzworthy and you newsworthy and feeling like you know being at something at a historic moment you know absolutely um i can see the argument there um this is good bit of bit of a bit of a, a variation there um yeah. i think for me <laughs> this might be the last i promise is the last time i say the word cm punk um, <laughs> <laughs> we're having a competition here battle we're having a fucking competition <laughs> but i go if i'm gonna say my feud of the year is punk mjf how could it be the feud of the year without, you know, some of the angles of the year in it? And speaking of MJF, like, you know, we, we've we had a number of uh, occasions this year, haven't we, where, you know, MJF has been maybe leaning into the baby face size, you know, a little bit too much maybe for some of our, our taste, but, like, it's kind of forgotten plot points, I think, of that that whole punk feud was, like, in the early days, you know, and, and, and I'm cutting that... I didn't necessarily love the segment itself, but, you know, the segment talking about the fact that, you know, he was bullied at school and, you know, the thing about the basketball team or the the football team or whatever it was. And he was very sympathetic going in, wasn't he? And it was like, you know, I think this this segment kind of taught me around on it in that you know they had the whole i think it was the it was in chicago wasn't it, it was the uh the go home to to the pay-per-view um and they had you know 
uh, MJF out there, Punk comes out, is sympathetic to MJF, and then obviously, you know, there's the it is a big setup and the bloody up punk and I just don't think as a go home angle you can do better than a than a bit of blood. You know, they got the they got the dog collar out there, the left CM Punk a complete mess in there and it did everything you want a big angle to do it set MJF exactly where he should be it set Punk exactly where he should be and it made you you know bloodthirsty for the match you wanted to see that happen and you know um, Connor's been you know, he, I think he put in the uh, in the Patreon votes. I think he in, included that uh, an MJF promo. I think the the week after, oh, it was posted the dog collar challenge. He included that, so that's again that that one uh, that, that that I referenced there. There are a few different uh, angles in this feud that, that made it so strong. But yeah, I think that that go home um, is the one for me. But yeah, I think we've all got a there you go set of a, a different angles there. I like that. Appreciate it. Were there any uh, any quick honorable mentions? Anything you wanted to say, Matty? Yeah, there's one um, MJF. Obviously, can't like he's, I love him. He's probably the, the MJF best should thing be all AEW. over this award, shouldn't he? It's like there's, it's just this. You know what, boy? For me, I know this is not even when he's talking. When he's getting chatted at in promos, he reacts to every word someone says like a real pit. You know what I mean? I mm. love that side of him. He makes the others with what they say stand out as well. But the stuff he done with the with Utah that time on top of the uh, the entrance way where. I think he went for Shivani as well. He called Shivani an old prick and then he's just taking the piss out of you where you set and just headbutts him. It was just fucking great though, the way he done it. Just the one obviously Benno and the CM Punk feud with the yeah. um I had my picture on the wall and all that one was it. That was incredible where he's nearly in tears and that. He's just you, when you mention promo, you can't not mention MJF. He's yeah, just so that's fucking the good thing. As well, yeah. We don't necessarily have an award for best on promos, which it'll be. Yeah, he'd win hands down. I think it is MJF though, isn't it? Has anyone got yeah. like a counter to that? Maybe, nope. maybe Kingston for as somebody mentioned in the uh, in the Patreon for the job he he did sell at that pay per view uh, last month. But uh, outside of that, unfortunately, he's maybe not at the uh, the chance to cut his uh, his best promo. That was that's what I was going to say. Tight. Is he on telly, Benno? You know, Eddie Kingston, you know, he should be there, shouldn't he? Yeah. But yeah, it's MJF, isn't it? If, you, if you're talking an individual person, don't think there's a, a counter to that. Uh, so yeah, we'll rename that one the, uh, the MJF Award uh, going forward. Or as uh, Will Cooling has uh, said in the chat, he had the all-in promo from Punk as, uh, as his one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That is the, the promo of the year, though. Yeah. That is fucking the best, isn't it? If there's there an argument, is there? <laughs> 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 Defo. Um, from there, then, into a moment of the year. Uh, Gareth, um, how'd you find uh, doing this one? I found this one a bit tough. This was easy for me. Okay. Like this one, you just you've just mentioned it there. It was the, it's that CM Punk press conference that was definitely like the 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 moment of the year in in all of uh, all of wrestling for me. Like I I can still remember being sat there in um sat there in work avoiding spoilers and things and you're like you're like messaging me like <laughs> like trying not to saying, spoil it basically <laughs> trying not to give me spoilers but trying to let me know that I need to watch this thing as quickly as I possibly fucking can and then to make sure I watch the uh the uh you know post post uh, show press conference and things and like like for me like how often has shit happened in the world of wrestling over the last however many years of your fandom where you know you've literally got 
you know, the next day, whatever your mates go, you've got to watch this, you've got to watch this, you've got to, watch, yeah. you know, it's, it's few and far between these days. You know, you, you're going back, you're thinking, obviously, our Montreal chat on the Montreal month and all that, and thinking about things like that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's often it's for very bad reasons and things like that, that you've got things like, things like that cropping up. But this situation, this promo, this, you know, whatever interview, et cetera, whatever it was, it was just like, absolute must see you 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 needed to watch it as quickly as possible the delivery of it all was just fucking insane the stuff punk was saying the relationship with khan just watching tony khan's reactions to everything that punk was saying throughout your mind's just racing like like what's going on with punk what's going on with cabana what's going on with the with you know the page with you know other elements of the elite what the fuck's going on with calm what do the other wrestlers think of calm etc it's just like it just felt like it was just this absolute fucking mass escalation point to a single single moment and like you know as far as far as a moment of the year goes i can't think of anything else that grabbed my attention as much as much as this did i see Mine is Cody Rhodes returning to WWE at WrestleMania. I mean, we we knew we you know we knew it was coming. You know, it was you know the unwritten thing down. We knew it was coming, but just that whole entrance of it going dark, the the intro, the music, hearing that music, seeing the fucking stadium going wild, and just seeing. AEW Cody Rhodes coming up the fucking entrance ramp was just honestly surreal. We were at like, yeah, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were at Leeds the next day, weren't we? Ben yeah. we that's what we were talking yeah. about, and it was just honestly. And you know, you I know you don't like Seth, but his selling of it is great. He's staring them down. He's ready for it. He, he sold it very good as well, and and they had a great match as well after it. But just that initial moment was just fucking surreal and. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard this one because, like, to back Gareth up, like, I think I don't know. I, I'm I haven't gone that direction because I don't want to eat the lunch of news story of the year, which I might uh, repeat. <laughs> yeah, I knew Gareth. that would be for that. Then we Gareth just. Um, but if you don't mind me jumping in, JP, I'll back Matty up. Cody Rhodes, come no, I've gone for it as well. We got as well. Oh, oh, hell, boys, yeah. you know, have I got something to agree with? He's on something. Wow. And the reason I was going to give is kind of what it represented as much as anything else, because yeah. this was Cody coming out as Homelander with the Downstate song, with the exactly the same kind of in, entrance to it. It was AEW Cody, yeah. as, as Matty said. Hmm. And the whole time you were just like, I can't see this. This seems mental. Um, and, like, it's a really funny state of affairs because it still feels like when he comes back, he'll get another monster pop because he came in, had, like, we didn't mention it for feud of the year because it was never really in those terms, but the feud against Seth Rollins he had was perfectly good. Just got injured in that horrific way yeah. and is going to be gone until, what, the Rumble? Like, yeah. I'm assuming that's when he'll it's be... it has got to be the shoe in for the Rumble and EJP to win it. Yeah. It, like, it's got to be. Like, it, and it, he, he felt massive. He felt like a massive start. And it was the thing that we said at the time of AEW can't offer that to him. Can't offer up a stadium full of 70-odd thousand people, like, kind of all being well aware of who you are, coming out feeling like the mega star that you feel like you are. Yeah. And it was always the fact that there was so much unfinished business in AEW as well, that's the kind of like thing to it. But him being gone is a real kind of play that any of them can go. 
Because if anyone felt like the real driving force for so much of this from a business perspective was Cody and the fact he went, and it's one of the new stories that come in, like his falling out with Tony Khan, but that's all for a whole different category. I know, it's well, yeah, that, you did that, fucking hell. And Will says, yeah, I get to tell everyone Cody leaving was uh, being a, a bad time for AW. Um, messed both posters to the end. Like to, uh, like to take our victory lap for everything JP just said there. Absolutely, and it started that whirlwind of you know of a year we've kind of had with AW with lots of positive, as you'll hear in this awards, and uh, and some negative uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, and I think the only difference and the reason I haven't gone with Gareth, like I said, then is just maybe a difference in thinking and the fact that I'm going to be mentioning that in, <laughs> in a little uh, in a little while. Um, um, throw in vote again for uh, for one uh, one Connor's got there for moments of the year was uh, was uh, Punk uh, coming out uh, to AFI. I'll just say AFI JP. Uh, Miss here I can't say. It, I think um, I think for me it was a moment personally just for the fact that uh, literally my Twitter blew up and I had to like literally exit Twitter on my phone because I had about forty five people all sending me the same tweet. Um, <laughs> nice to be thought of. <laughs> Unfortunately, later that night I got another thirty of those types of tweets and that was because Regal had turned up. So you know you win some, you lose some. <laughs> 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 if I was there, maybe it'd win, but you know, for some uh, differentiation, yeah. And we're there with you lads. There you go, three out of four for uh, for old Cody. He had to uh, he had to worm his way in there uh, in there somewhere. But yeah, moving uh, on from uh, from moments of the year, pay per view of the year. This will be interesting, Gareth. Again, this was one that I found quite tricky. Actually, I was like trying to you know mm. think of different. I don't know, different shows. And that, like, normally in the past, I always feel like there's been that one that's like really stood out over and above the others. Whereas I, I think this time there was probably a few that I'd there or thereabouts. You know, you're like looking and picking where there's been like, a, you know, a couple of decent matches on there and stuff. I think some of, you know, there's been, I've thoroughly enjoyed like a lot of the impact that I've watched. You know, a couple of the Mario 8 shows have been like really good. There's, you know, some of the New Japan that I watched, you know, even going back to the, New Year's Day show, I think it was for Noah, was like a really good show, like right at the back of the the year. But again, I'm I'm gonna have to go AW again, like on on, on this one. And I think it's Revolution. I think that's just kind of just getting the the vote for me there. And I, I, again, I just think it's that general sort of consistency across the the card as a whole when it comes to the to to the match list. To be honest, you know, when you're looking there, at like. Jericho Kingston, that three-way with the books, Red Dragon and, and Jurassic Express, the Hobbs Starks, Wardlow three-way, the Punk and Jeff Dog Collar, the um, obviously everything that went along with the Punk entrance and everything like that as well has just been like a big, you know, mem- memorable moment, you know, with the with the um, with the AFI music and with the uh, with the jacket coming making a comeback as well, um, uh, <laughs> which might might spot behind the M there, and then the, um, <laughs> then the old uh, you know Mox Danielson, you know great stuff. The main event, while not awesome, best on the card, Panglan Page and Adam Cole, still like a really really good match. And you know I think as picking a pay per view there where you you're able to sort of list like six or seven matches that are at least sort of like 3.75 and above like level matches three and a half plus that's kind of what makes it gets gets a nod for me really you know i think it's 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 just that pure consistency across the across the card as a whole fair enough i think there's going to be a lot of aw in this category that might come up again in a minute matty well, not to continue the AW, AW theme, I've gone for night one of WrestleMania. 
Could you say Night One of Wrestle be- Kingdom then? <laughs> I'll imagine it. Uh, no, Night One of uh, WrestleMania, boys. You know, we've just talked about Cody coming in there, but you know, you had that four or five match run there, which you know, for each you know difference, you know, of you had Bianca Belair in there with Becky Lynch. You know, the entrances to that, they would you just look like megastars, and they had a great match for the uh, Raw Women's Title with Bianca beating Becky Lynch. You had obviously Cody after that against Seth. Which we talked about, you know, may, maybe the best match, but for me personally, you had Charlie Flair beating Ronda Rousey, which I was happy about because I thought Ronda would definitely win that. And then you had fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin, Garrett, <laughs> Steve <laughs> coming back with Kevin Owens in the KO show, leading into that no holds barred match, which you know, just Steve Austin, main event in WrestleMania, taking that suplex in the crowd on the floor. Just, <laughs> It was just bananas. It was just, you know, it was. Just, I haven't enjoyed an event. And throw in there the Miz and Logan Paul. That was Logan Paul's debut against the Mysterios. That was yeah. a heated match as well on that show. So I'm going for that just for a proper fandom. Might be the greatest matches of all time, but just enjoying a show and being a fan of everyone on there. It was like a perfect night for me, that. I make the argument for night two, JP. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Musa, that you muted, JP. About that, I had to mute myself all along. Apologies. Um, <laughs> which is probably not a bad thing. I'm going to go slightly left field on the AW selection because I'm going for a show that I really wasn't looking forward to and came out massively enjoying, and that was um, AEW and New Japan present <sighs> Forbidden Door. You eating my lunch here, JP? <laughs> I knew it was oh. coming. I knew that was coming, boys. I knew it. Well, it's a, like, I think... and. Because obviously we would be recording, we'd be yeah. talking about this shit build to this show where they just shoehorned in loads and loads of New Japan. We'd seen it was snake bitten from the moment that Punk had kind of broken his foot. Um, Danielson was injured and couldn't make it back. So it was just this hodgepodge of a card. And then when I put it on, I found the whole thing was like, massively enjoyable like in kind of and it was more like kind of almost about the the combinations of the undercard being really wacky and somehow working sting who i'm going to bring up later on as well just like in there with shingo takagi and darby allen against the young bucks and elp was just like a lot more bloody fun than it had ever any any right to be um the main event was the main event as much as anything else i thought it was clark connor's um like in that great four-way for the completely unimportant um, um, All-Atlantic title in there as well. You know, there was just <laughs> so much stuff during this. It was just like, a, it was just like a fucking good laugh as a show. And it wasn't as bloated as I found AEW shows to be this year. That's been one of the issues I kind of had with them is that I, as a lot of the times I think, did I enjoy these papers? It wasn't like sort of all out 2021. We had one of those where it kind of felt really well structured. A lot of them, they were very, very saggy. So I get why there are reasons to go for them. But this one, I just low expectations for. What say you, Benno? That's so funny. Oh, we're going to get so pelters for this, JP. Like, yeah, it's, um, I thought I was being the, uh, the contrary because you could make a similar argument. Like, I'm not going to make it. It's recency bias. But like for Final Battle, Final Battle was great too. And it was, yeah. you know, the lack of, you know, a proper build really and a lot of rematches and a lot of us uh, going in negative and then it delivered. I think the answer JP is that if you put the, some of the best wrestlers in the world out there in front of a hot crowd who are 
just hot for the concept of AEW versus New Japan, then guess what? You know, they've got some of the best wrestlers in the world, despite mm-hmm. the build, you know, despite, you know, some of the misgivings in the in the lead-up that I think most people had, um, even those who were, you know, uh, more bullish than we were on what the, the quality of the uh, the actual show was uh, was going to end up being. Um, I think that that's kind of a an agreed point. The show itself, yeah, absolutely blew away. And I think the, the fact that it... You know, was special the fact that it was you know AEW versus New Japan, despite the fact that yeah you know the fact you lose you lost Punk you lost Brian some of the matches you know weren't quite uh, what we uh, what we hoped when you dream you know New Japan versus AEW mm-hmm. one of which is uh, is happening in January you know all of that hurt the build itself but then once the pay per view came and I think it was shown by what the numbers ended up being which was strong. As a concept, it was something people were hot for, and yeah, it was at a. <laughs> as Will said, there are certain people who might uh, come in unison for us here, JP. But yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm with I, you. Th- I both things can be said. right. The build, the build for the show can be absolute shit. Yeah. Yet the show itself can be great. Both things can be true. It's not like one or the other. The show being good is not entirely dependent on the build, because we'd say the same thing like you mentioned about final battle. Like you know, we we think of that. That happens. That's quite a, a common thing. But the show was a lot more fun. And like you say, it's just like a proof of concept that this works. It's do we get this with this um, Yokohama Arena one, or do we get a Noah one? Just to forget that was a thing that happened at the start of this year. Huge fan <laughs> yeah. and Noah had a show against each other. Gone. Like you know, it, it it did prove that there's a lot more potential for this. And if Tony Khan wants to host like a kind of World Cup of Wrestling at that Jacksonville Stadium, then. Well, you know what, boys? I've never seen this pay-per-view, so I'm going to have to add that to me here, Christmas view in their schedule, boys, because I, I haven't seen nothing off that event yeah, at you're all. You'll really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like to yeah, no, it, a Japan guy? Not a <laughs> point in sight, mate. I've seen what I've seen one one gif was it or one thing and it when the books give Sting the super kick double super kick and he just no sells it and it's fucking brilliant and then he double clotheslines them it's fucking brilliant yeah I will watch that I will watch that event. And yeah, as Will says, us with our facts and our nuance, you know, what are we doing here? But it's like, to back up Gareth's point as well, like I gave serious consideration to Double or Nothing. I gave serious consideration mm-hmm. to Revolution. Mm-hmm. Double or Nothing, there's a bit of live, you know, bias from uh, from being there for that one, but for that, of but, course, you know, again, some of the best wrestlers in the world got in there and had great matches, you know. Yeah, like you said, JP, two things can be true. Leave your comments uh, below, but... Moving on from there, and this uh, this might well uh, inform uh, the next uh, next award promotion of the year. Gareth, Noah <laughs> <laughs> would have been Noah this time last year, mate. <laughs> oh, would it, it would have been Noah as a contender in the first week of January as well. Before uh, they went, or even the first couple of first couple of months of the year before. They ended up like pushing me away with uh, some of the uh, Vegeta stuff and, and and things like that. But we might get into some. He's of that a legend. Don't tarnish but... his name. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, you've seen every award I've given so far. It's all come from AW. It can only be AW. What I would say is, <sighs> it's a promotion of the year almost to me with an asterisk kind of thing, and and it's it's probably as you look at this as like the. I don't know, the year as a whole. It hasn't been a banner year for wrestling, I don't think. Like I don't think I don't think there's a there's a lot hot going on out there. Not just like in your major promotions. I, I even like 
look and stretch to like indies and trying to get you to sort of like buy in and like think about like indies that you're more like engage with and you know want to watch on the reg and things like that you know i think i've it's it's from you know you can only speak personally for me it's the year when my wrestling viewership has absolutely contracted for the first time um in a long time to you know, a very small, small number of promotions. And AW is the one that I watch every week. Don't miss a show. There's a reason for that. It's because it's the it's it's the best thing that I'm, you know, that I that I have watched, even though if it's not perfect, even though if I moan about it plenty, even though there's so much more that I think they can be doing and should be doing with it. Um it's still the one that gets my eyes on it every single every single week. Never miss a dynamite, never miss a rampage. Even if it's a month later, I'll still catch up, you know. So again, it's uh, it can be no one else. Bet you Liverpool's your favourite. Uh, I know Liverpool's your favourite team. I know Klopp's your favourite manager. Doesn't mean you can't criticise what they do week to week. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's absolutely both things um, can be true. Um, that that's that's it. And there's a reason you know you'd make those critiques because you're invested in AW at a level. You're not with, for example, one of the other contenders, WWE. New Japan, yeah. Do you care about New Japan in 2022? Do you care about Noah anymore? I don't think you do. Like, you know, they burnt you all away. <laughs> it's and, and again, it's just one of those things where it comes down to it. Even where you've, you know, the highs have been really high. So it's you know, you know, things like you know the Punk MJF stuff that I've really, really enjoyed. You know, some of the best matches of the uh, of the year that have you know happened that I've you know have enjoyed with, with with different people there that we've referenced along the way. You know, again, it's all happened in AW and like um, you, know, you know, again, when they're okay, it might not be every week. It might not necessarily be as frequently as it was every sort of eighteen months ago or something like that. But they're still delivering those highs, those emotions, those you know, great promos, great matches, and things like that that you'd that you'd happily put there amongst some of the the best stuff that you've watched over the over the last twenty years. And it's it's AW where that's happening. So it's got to be the got to be the winner. Gonna be catnip for certain people this podcast. Uh, Matty, <laughs> are you in agreement? I'm guessing not. No, I'm you know what though? No, I'm not. <laughs> you not I'm, no, I'm gonna go WWE. Um impact was in my thoughts because I think that's been really good. Like I know JP and me always joke that like it gets to a point impact and then it lets you down. And mm. and but it, I think it's been really consistent, uh, as JP said, with the, the structure yeah. of the champions and them little pay-per-views in the summer, especially and towards the end of the year, were really, really good. But I think just you know, for my fandom, it is WWE, it's Roman, it's the bloodline, you know. There's a load edge coming back there, which I know you're not, you know, think back with even Finn Balor. Get your meat like him, Finn Balor. Sorry, we're not doing people. the the crappies yet, mate. We're doing the crappies. Like, <laughs> but it's like the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley has been fucking amazing this year. Aaron Dominic has a little duo, you know, getting the heat and stuff. You got newcomers like Gunther, who's, who's like stood up New there, color. you know. No, in WWE was there wasn't he on the telly? Like a UK, mate, he was on our brand. Oh, I mean, on the proper telly, Benno. Come on, like I'm going <laughs> back down. Come on, you know. He, he, you know, he's he, be honest. He's even exceeded what you think. You know, yeah, he would have totally. done on the main roster. You've had like Sheamus getting the recognition he deserves. You know, with bangers mainly with Gunther, but him in the brawl and brutes, the living in six mans, the living in tag teams. You even had Randy Orton was getting over again to a certain point where he was going to challenge Roman, but then he got injured. You've had a lot of like you know good stuff. Apart, there has been a lot of shite as well. I'm not going to say there hasn't because there's that much content that you're going to get a bit loads of shite. 
but for the most part, for me, I've enjoyed it, and I'll, I'll probably always go with WWE, won't I, Benno, every year? So, you know, not a <laughs> shock to no one. That. I was going to say, is this for them? Cody and... again, we haven't mentioned Cody, have we? You know, Lashley's been great this year. There's, there's, there's a few, there's, there's more. I was going to say, forgot. you know, what most would say, is this with an asterisk? And, you know, since Triple H has come in, but you'd have probably voted for them last year as well, and each of the last 20 years where they've been um, <laughs> absolutely garbage. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've given a good little thing there. I've given enough wrestlers there and enough things that, like, you know, stand out maybe. But it's as I like... say, AEW, Benno, though, I, I don't forget that people get a twist. I don't hate AEW. I think it's hilarious. I think it's fucking so <laughs> bizarre, so wacky. It's so fucking funny when I put it on. Anyone can see Jeff Jarrett's giving guitar shots out on national <laughs> telly, though. It's like, what is going on sometimes? But I um, find Did you see Uncle Howdy on Friday or like you just. I said there's a lot of shite on WWE, but I'm not sticking off Uncle Howdy at all. You know, what more I mean? capital, <laughs> I would say. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's I, I, I would say the the counter is like you know because if we just split this out because we're not doing promoter of the year because it's basically the same thing. If you're saying it's if it's AEW, you're probably also saying it's Tony Khan, which is very interesting. But it's like you know if you folded that out, I think you know people in the Observer Awards are going to want to vote for. For Paul Levesque, they're going to want to vote for Triple H, and I don't know, I feel like the improvements he made, which are the most obvious layups in the world, um, I yeah. not be a crazy 90-year-old man, JP, you know, I've quickly been replaced by a bit of a malaise, maybe a malaise that's similar to the malaise NXT TV started to feel a little bit, and I think there's obvious layups yeah. in it, I think he's missed on, Br- Bray Wyatt, whatever we all think of Bray Wyatt, like, he came in, he was the hottest acting he in the company for a night. I mean, he's still a bit over it, but but what's Bray done? Yeah, nothing. Feuded with himself. Yeah, he's yeah. feuded with himself. Yeah. which sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I heard rumours it's Bo Dallas, Uncle Howdy. By the way, today I, yeah. I heard that oh. rumour about today. That's <laughs> right. I'd rather have feuded himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Iron Mike Rotunda is a lot to fucking answer for. (laughs) Um, I I found this one really tough because it's similar to what Gareth says. New Japan, what have they done this year that I've been interested in? Really nothing outside of it. Like there's not really been any feuds or characters. I mean, I've mentioned Osprey as wrestler of the year. It's, It's kind of based on matches, like primarily. WWE are showing a level of competence for the first time and some element they can think past like the next day or that hour. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the most obvious things you should be doing as, as a company, not like AEW in terms of a year three, this has been a struggle and this feels like where there's been a kind of stalling on a creative and on a business side. Um, so and I, but I watched mainly AEW and I kind of found myself going, right, well, I have to go kind of left field on this. So I've gone stardom because (laughs) they are the only company. And it's, again, it's more of a business case and a growth case. They're the only company that actually shows that they are growing. They grew all throughout the pandemic. They're getting to the point now where the level of investment is because, you know, let's face it, ultimately you're bringing in Sasha Banks to wrestle stardom talent, aren't you? Yes, it'll be Kyrie. That's an obvious one, but it'll be stardom talent, something she's wanted to do. That's going to elevate that to like a much bigger stage. 
how much it does. There's like a kind of really good debate around that about how much does she is she worth as much as Chris Jericho, and I kind of don't think as much because Joshi is kind of almost like a like a niche project product, but they are the ones who deliver consistently like kind of good cards. They were like, you know, in terms of the historic crossover, they felt like big stars compared to new Japan. They're the ones that like, as the others have kind of stumbled, they're the ones that are growing. They're the ones that are getting bigger. And they're the ones that are kind of like getting to the point where you're putting this level of investment into getting someone like a Sasha Banks is like, that's a big kind of deal. And I think they're going to, how well they do that and how well they use that is going to be the site, the next stage of how big they can end up being. It's, you know, I think that's a strong vote. I think you made the same vote last year. Um, <laughs> obviously, if you're saying stardom, uh, I'm going to go blue ribbon or whatever they're called. Um, ice ribbon. Um, that's ice ribbon. Isn't that an old biscuit? Blue ribbon. <laughs> blue, blue ribbon. <laughs> as as chocolate, chocolate of the year. <laughs> I think that's a decent perennial. You get that in your lunchbox, you're not complaining, are you? Are <laughs> ah, you fucking? <laughs> nah, exactly. You'd be fucking grateful. Yeah, it's one of them. It's like, you know, what do we spend most of our time analyzing? I think it's going to be the answer to this. And, you know, I could be dishonest and force myself to say mm-hmm. RevPro, for example, which, uh, to be fair, a couple of people did I say from the patrons. A, There's an argument. Yeah. Um, you know. I think Impact as well. Mm. Impact JP, definitely. But just like a year of general solidity, as yeah. we've mentioned. But it's, Top but it's matches, not. Me. But it's not resulted in kind of what you think of as definitive growth. It's just Business more that, yeah. I mean, stabilizing where they already are. Simpler than that as it resulted in us watching the TV show every week. Of course, it has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same with Red Pro. That's the thing. You know, while I can admire, you know, Andy Quilden's accomplishments this year in the face of uh, a lot of strife. You know, am I still going to Red Pro shows? Am I, am I seeing all their big shows? No, I've got to be honest. I'm not. Um, part of me wants to vote for ROH. Some great brave news this year. <laughs> if it's a real promotion, <laughs> I'm only half joking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a big uh, level up quality there. <laughs> I'm a big embassy fan, you know, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's got to be AW, and that's the thing. It's you know, it's like me saying Punk as we wrestled the year. Well, the reason for that is he's you know come come with some of the best promos of the year, and was involved in the best angles of the year, and also involved in a lot of the best moments of the year, yeah. and arguably the matches. AEW, the best pay per views of the year, absolutely. AEW, you'll find no argument from me there. Everything they've done this year, including the ROH stuff, if you if you do want to count it, including Forbidden Door, as we said there, it's it's a runaway there. My wrestler of the year from AEW. My feud of the year is from AEW. You know, the high... Bar, you know, when we get into match of the year, there's going to be lots of AEW as well. Live show of the year is going to include a lot of that as well. Again, all of those things can be true. And you can also say, you know, like Gareth said, a lot of the week-to-week booking, a lot of the decision-making can still be worthy of, uh, I think, quite a you know a high level of uh, critique. You know, look at our patrons. Most of our patrons went with AEW, and I think you know if you're listening mm. to us, you probably agree with us for the, a lot of the things we, we, we'll say about AEW. But you know, with that said, yeah, they still you know d- d- deliver enough of those good things. Like Gareth, with an asterisk, is probably the absolute best way of saying it. It's almost a, a no brainer right now. It's going to be AEW. Does it continue to be a no brainer as uh, as years go on? I guess we'll see, um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's the uh, the argument there. But moving on from uh, promotion of the year, 
Um, we've got a couple of uh, a few uh, a few straggler awards as far as uh, the wrestling stuff before we get into the uh, the non wrestling stuff that I know Matty's looking forward to. Um, we'll probably b- bounce through these quite quickly. Commentator of the year, um, Gareth. Yeah, I'm going to go off AEW for the first time um, on my awards so far, and I'm going to go with um, Tom Hannifin, the old uh, Tom Phillips. Off, um, Tom Phillips? Who, yeah, who's uh, showed up at uh, uh, Impact at the start of this year. I can still remember his first show, that like Hard to Kill, and like he literally came across on that first show as such a pro. He fucking knew everything. He knew the details on... Uh, like backstories like the you know people's move sets everything like that and i just remember being like fucking hell that's like often you see so many commentators who just take over on new shows and things and they just don't come with that level of preparation and um um just putting the work in and things like that really and i mean to be honest he was always somebody that i always thought was good on wwe i always liked him as a commentator on there and i I never felt like he got a fair crack of the whip on on there Especially like for, him to, for somebody to come across as a good commentator, working with him, fucking shouting in his in your ears, kind of thing, and having to do things in a certain style is, you know, obviously like difficult at the best of times. But again, you talk about the good year that Impact have had and the good pay per views that they've put on. I really think the commentary and the commentary team, like him, you know, with um, Aiden Ray Holt, yeah, together, they're a fucking great pair, and they're, they're just like a proper you know good wrestling commentary duo that bounce off 100%. each other well they know the shit they fill in the backstories they have a bit of banter at appropriate times and things like that but not fucking overbearing or or, or anything like that so uh, behave like adults yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a yeah. prof- it's a professional level of Comedy production for a professional is, company. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Can I just sorry no? jump in on this on this right. one as well because I'll go with you because I went for Tom Hannifin as well. I thought about this and I thought possibly I'm kind of maybe tired somewhat of hearing Excalibur. That might just be more fatigue. It's not like a he's clearly very good at his job. Rick Bonnie's there too, few and far between, and then. You know, I like Caprice Coleman. I'll always have kind of a soft spot. They're against it tandem, yeah. But I like I would completely agree with this. Hannafin is someone who AEW could be should be looking at. Not that they need another fucking commentator. Gonna say you did got find a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they don't really have many lead. They have a lot of. They like a lot of color commentators. They're not mad on like lead commentators, are they? And I know they've got Rick Bonnie and Excalibur, and that's perfectly fine. And you know, Kevin Kelly is Kevin Kelly, and he's again, he's always kind of generally perfectly fine. But Hannifin, I agree with Gareth that he's made, they've made between them, between him and, and Matt Raywell, they've made those shows easier to watch, easier to catch up on, easier to follow along. And even when they're selling the daft shit, they're not as bad with that. And like I say, they, they behave like fucking adults rather than a man in a hat and a pervert acting like toddlers, <laughs> like, a, a, like a ringside table. It feels like we're a long way away from that. Well, you say they're AEW, you should be looking at them in an era where WWE are bringing back everyone that they've fucking yeah. said. Their commentary is woeful and they should be bringing, they should be having a look at fucking bringing him and maybe the pair of them back because they could do a fucking damn sight worse. So why did you vote for Pat McAfee, Marty? No, you know what? <laughs> no, 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 he's in the honourable mentions. Oh, no, totally. The, I like the, Pat McAfee. I really... Yeah, the boys have cleaned up there, you know, uh, yeah. Tom Phillips and... Um, 
Ray Waltz, brilliant. Richard Bonnie and Caprice obviously haven't been on their lows this year. Jimmy Smith, I've got to give him a shout out. Did like him on Raw, give a bit of authenticity for me. I liked him. I thought he was to the point. I thought he wasn't over the top. He was good on Raw and that. And he's gone. But I've gone for ex- <laughs> what was he on? NY- wasn't he on NYPD Blue? Never heard of him. Jimmy, Smith. that's Jimmy Smith. What an actor! No, this is Jimmy Smith. He's from the UFC, didn't he? Did JP was that right? Bellator. He was a Bellator. Bellator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I thought he was really good. Budget um, Joe Rogan back in the right, day. But a very yes. good one. <laughs> but yeah. I am gonna go for Excalibur boys, which is my first AEW one because I think. It might be the PWG stuff as well. He could literally commentate on his own in AEW. I know he's got seven commentators with him, but he literally could carry it on his own. He's that good. He knows all the moves. You know, he, he, he hits every point he needs to. I really enjoy him. I think he's fucking brilliant. The best commentator in the world, ban on for me. Really fucking like him a lot. He's, he's my shout too. I think, I, again, I absolutely want to send out to shout out to Ian Rick and Bonnie. He was close yeah. to being my shout because I think the thing I like about Ian Rick and Bonnie is a lot of the time I don't notice him. And that's damn with faint praise, mm-hmm. but like, you know what I mean? He's like, a fan as well in a good way, Benno. He's a fan. He, he, you can tell he enjoys what he does for a living. You professional, know, you isn't he? He's a professional wrestler. He's consistent. He's, yeah, I want, I want to hear more of him on TV. I just think Excalibur's just slightly better and obviously we've seen lots more of him i think the biggest thing you can say about excalibur is he works with some absolute dross when we get into oh, crappies I mean, on the, yeah. on the yeah. patreon yeah the fact that he survived a year with you know jim ross sniping at him you know tony shivani half asleep sometimes as much as i enjoy his commentary you know like jericho fucking screaming down the mic yeah, he's put he up with Stark a lot. there for a bit, really, on commentary. Was he? I mean, really? <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> you could have fooled me, mate. <laughs> don't think he got a fucking word in on any of them oh, rampages. <laughs> um, and then when he did, yeah, like God, I will always say there wasn't much to it. Uh, Taz is all right, Benno. Taz I love a bit right. of Taz. I love a bit yeah, of Taz. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. in the Excalibur, when it's on TV, it's a bit like, uh, you know, like they, they, dark, very silly. Yeah. yeah, which is, you know, when it's in the outbreaks and stuff, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to moan about it. I like the outbreaks stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, whatever. Um, who cares? It's you know, it's it's not the, uh, the most serious thing. It's fucking wrestling at the end of the day. If you can't, if you can't have a laugh, you know what's the point? Um, but yeah, Excalibur carries that as well, and he carries everything AEW like the, uh, the workload they give him, and yeah, he does it in the face of uh, of so much adversity as well. It's got to be Excalibur. I, I, I do know this is it's probably like a, a really bad analogy to say. I always worry during when they go to the ad break stuff, they're going to end up making some sort of Ron Atkinson-style gaff. Like, where you think you're going to hear something absolutely horrific come out, possibly racist, and you just think, oh, dear, this is going to fucking go downhill. Shavani, <laughs> Ross is on one. You just think, oh, Christ. I think he's done that already. Fire, yeah. lad. Yeah. <laughs> you know who he is, Benno, for me? He's the modern-day Joey Styles for me. Yeah. I always have that. And he really yeah. is. He, he's the, the absolute modern-day. And as I say, if he was on commentary on his own, It'd, it'd be even better for me. You know, it really would. Fucking love him. You need to start more shows with them crying in the ring like uh, they used to with Joey Styles. There you go. It's <laughs> the bit missing from Excalibur's act. Um, but yeah, moving on uh, from there into a couple more wrestling ones. Uh, best ring entrance music. Um, Gareth, what say you? Are the rules here, Matty? I wasn't sure on this one. Are we? Uh, does it have to have debuted this year? Or is it just your favourite? No, of the just got to be your favourite of the year. Yeah, the, the, the kid only use it once. Which That's all I'm going to be that AFI one, aren't you? <laughs> That's <laughs> what he's going to use that. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> 
Speaking of which, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, well, that was obviously <laughs> that was obviously um, that was obviously on the list in the in the consideration set because it was fucking great tune, great moment though as well as well. FTR's theme, like, just love a bit, love a bit that after hating it at first, it's just it's just grown on me so much. It's just as they, as they've grown and things that that that's that's worked. Every time Hook's out, I love that fucking Action Bronson song for Hook. I think that's absolutely class. But for me, I'm going to go away from AEW again. And I'm going to go in a real surprising direction. I'm going to go to Catch Wrestling. Uh, this year, I was able to see Rampage Brown for the first time back on the Indies and got to hear a bit of fucking Hate Breed, I Will Be Hurt. And that was just like... That was just, oh, it was like been transported back in time and NXT UK never existed. Like a couple of beers in me fucking singing along to Hate Breeze at the top of my voice. Glorious stuff. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's long been uh, missed on the uh, British independent scene. So yeah, bit of a bit of Hate Breed for Rampage. Has he got questions? What's catch wrestling is like your first one? I was about to jump in. We're not going to be in a bit respectful, are I, on the award show? Don't worry, they don't exist anymore. Um, right. um, uh, go ahead, Marty. What's yours? Well, if JP doesn't agree with me on this one, I'd be very, very shocked and disappointed, JP. Mine is obviously Roman Reigns' feet. Yes, there we go. We'll put you to the sky, Unison. Um, I'm, and I've just got to say... I am absolutely devastated. I, I can't, I've told this on this before. I can't stress enough how devastated that I wasn't at Clash of the Castle because I don't think I'll probably ever hear that theme tune live because he doesn't come over for the tours, does he? So I think I'm absolutely devastated. That's what True Love does for you, JP. That's what it does for you. It does. <laughs> also takes your so, Roland Reigns poster from down from your living room, mate. That's what it all It does, is. mate. It does. But just to see that entrance. And I watch it back, like, at that stadium. He takes, I know he takes the piss coming out anyway, but he extra takes the piss that night. And it's like about six minutes, seven minutes walking down that stadium. I would have been in absolute floods of tears. I would have been. And I would have been. Yeah, as I say, just whatever mood you're in, if you're low, oh. you feel a bit, like, it, just, it just inspires you, doesn't it? It just brings you back. Like, it's just unbelievable. It's incredible. It's an incredible theme. Like we were talking on the Shield mix up about how much we love the Shield theme. To go from that to this is just like, like it really is that kind of, and because it's the kind of character he plays, which is so kind of overblown with this sense of his own majesty. It's exactly yeah. the right yeah. amount of over the top as well. Yeah, but at the same time, it's got like that just sort of cracking beat to it as well. Uh, I just. I, Fucking love this tune. Just put it on wherever and you're like, get in. Yeah. And it's and all lads. It's, it's got that evolution quality. You say about like yeah. they're getting ready or the mo it's like when they're yeah. all coming out, it's just it's yeah. perfect. You, it's you're soaking in just that time. And I don't know. I don't yes. know that's gotten old for uh, for some, but I don't think it's getting old and, for me anytime soon. And it's Survivor series, seeing the entire bloodline come out to it makes you realise what a great job they've done with them as a stable. Because it's just the whole thing works as this kind of like um, act throughout it. Yeah, love it. I definitely considered going with it. Uh, I did consider going with um, the Zero Cat. Cat the entrance. I love the song. 
maybe I should have gone with it, but just to be just to be different, I'll, I'll go with FTR. Um, as I said earlier, it's the uh, yeah. the mood changes when that thing hits. There's a there's a one hour version on YouTube, by the way. If anyone doesn't know that, you can throw that. <laughs> yeah. I literally had that on yesterday. <laughs> oh, so there you go. That, that turns my vote. I don't know why it was in my head, but it was. And I think like, after a while, after 25 minutes, you start to go, oh yeah, I should probably turn this off now. I should probably skip along. But yeah, you can get it now. Can I bet on? Can I give a shout out? to it, MJF as well because I love that theme tune I just absolutely love it just when it hits and the fans react straight away I think it is isn't it is it I think so is yeah I'm sure I read that. I somewhere. fucking love it, lad. Just it's just perfect. Like those old WCW themes, where you'd be watching like Ellen or something like that, and like someone would come out to it, or be on a, like the Hardy Boys theme had a certain advert, you know. Steve Blackman is on there as well. His original one, <laughs> same channel. <laughs> Great channel. Um... <laughs> yeah. There we go. That's uh, it's just music. All right, going from there into the, uh, you know, ties in well to your last choice there, Gareth. The uh, the <laughs> Grapple Gareth live show of the year, which you've got an the, award named after you, you Gareth. Funny well, we named it after him last year. I don't know, Gareth. Yeah. Is it uh, is it still your space? Who's been to all Brit Red shows this year? You or Matty? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I probably have, haven't I? A lot of TNT. <laughs> <laughs> could, could easily be uh it is could, could be changing the name of the award here because we're a uh, we're a long way from me going to 30 or 40 uh live shows a year when this was uh Even named after and i was like taking taking my pick I, I legitimately think i've been to three live shows this year I, I i honestly think that's all i've been to and like so when it comes to like picking my live show of the year, it fucking it is a uh, slim pickings, and I'm I'm going back to that. Uh, I'm going back to that cat show in um in November. The last show that I uh, went to, the last show that catch possibly might ever run and we're literally talking about a show in the back of a pub in front of about 70 people but it had a fucking cracking main event of uh, Brady Phillips and um, Brady Phillips and Rampage Brown there was um, some good uh, women's matches uh, on there earlier on Emerson Jane Alexis Falcon were uh, quality on there but I mean we're literally talking about my live show of the year been a you know a six out of ten show or something like that. So uh, that's uh, that's where we're at in the world these 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 days when it comes to <laughs> comes to Brit Rest that I'm choosing the um, you know the slightly above average one out of the three that I've managed to get along to. So who knows? Maybe in twelve months' time, uh, things will have changed and I'll have a have a few more under my belt. But can't see me doing thirty or forty a year, thirty or forty a year ever again. To be honest. Matty, which, which TNT show did you like best, Matty? Me? It was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm just literally, Benno, you're going to have to help, help me out here with the names and the um, of the TNT, but the Ultimate X one, Benno, that was my favourite one because we had a blast, didn't we, live? Just, just, it was hilarious, wasn't it? Like, I didn't Matthew believe they were team. actually going to have an Ultimate X, did we? Yeah. Convinced it was good. But it was X going well. It was, to be, it was, it was very good. And that match, Benno, like, I can't even remember the two guys' name, where they just went out and done all these mad moves. Leon and all, how funny was. No, no, it wasn't. Oh. He, I know Leon Slater, he, he's good. Um, the other, the two guys, Benno, me, you and Mason were laughing our heads off because he was doing like their moves off the middle rope and that, the backward, like fucking Uruk and Rana's and, oh, oh yeah. was it? 
I'll look yeah. it up. Jo- uh, it's Joe Lando, was it? Is Joe, it Joe Lando, Lando? Was, the, was the yeah. one who oh, did the, uh, the movie. JP, they were just going all out. They were like the maddest moves you've ever seen. No need. Or like a, on a show like Maverick that. Maverick Mayhew it was. was, the, uh, was yeah. the oh, it was, He's an old JP we were, we were laughing our heads off, weren't we, Ben? It was just nuts, completely bonkers. Great time, that show. Really enjoyed that night. <laughs> Is that your honest answer? Yeah, but it was between that or the GCW ones, weren't it? And... Did you see the This is a lot, doesn't it? Well, that was fair, but I did prefer the I had a fucking great time with them, GCW ones, got to be honest. Yeah, no, they were good shows, all right, like, shows then, but they had better matches for me. Like, the mm. the Ultimate X match they done, like, they actually were better matches. And then you had, like, GCW stars, and the other one just says it all day. about GCW for me, but, you know, yeah. That's me, me show of the year, definitely, that I went to. Oh. Yeah. John Paul? I've got a choice of two here. And, uh, it's great. What a year! Yeah, what a year for it! Wow, like it really is a disgrace of a category. Like, yeah, two. One of which is Rev Pro's tenth anniversary night two, where Osprey beat RKJ. It was a really good, fun show. Um, in terms of the other stuff that they they had on there, they had the um, oh, was it Greedy Souls over Destination Everywhere? They had the Connor Mills turn in there. They had Luke Jacobs versus Tony Deppin, which. Was was good fun. Mike Bailey versus Leon Slater, which kind of really kickstart a lot for Leon. That sounds Slater. a good one, that JP. That sounds yeah. good. That and that that was absolutely cracking. Um, and then it was between that and a match, I sh- a show I saw involving Joel Redman, same weekend as Double or Nothing, but it was on a Lady Small Park in Dawlish in Devon, and it was it was nice weather in the summer. I had a few beers and I had a bit of <laughs> before I'd gone near the place. Sat there with the dog front row. Three matches, mate. Two singles and a tag. No fucking around. Kids fucking loved it. That's what you like, want, that change. Redmond working as if he was in Currican as well. The photo where with the girlfriend went, you can talk about this on your podcast, which the bloke in the mask went, you got a podcast? And I saw Joel Redmond's face sink. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, like, you think I'm going to be slagging you off? Which I'm not, because that kind of stuff is like the lifeblood of it, because it was a, a lot of fun. So, but I have to go with Rev Pro out of decency. And in fairness, it sounds like for the most part, you know, we've had a lot of feedback to it on the on the Patreon page um, from people like Rev Pro have, have delivered in the main in terms of building a lot of that kind of undercard up as well. So, Don in the chat there saying, yeah, the Rev Pro 10th anniversary oh, show. Uh, I got to a 229 show this year and I got, and obviously, yeah, high stakes at the uh, at the start of the year as well. It was a great memory. Obviously, the uh, the, the Manchester show, the lone uh, Manchester show yeah. uh, this year from Rev Pro as well. Actually, I think I might have the uh, the numbers this year for live shows. That's yeah, there's that. Um, got to a fair amount, well, not a fair amount, or a couple of TNT shows, obviously, those GCW shows as well. Um, so, some highlights there on the on the British side. But I was actually also a double or not, and I don't know if I've mentioned it before, lads, so I don't think it can... Uh, <laughs> as much as I want to say the GCW one to troll Gareth, who had a horrendous time that first night, like, I don't think I can argue against double or not. Plus, there's dynamites and rampages in there from uh, from Vegas and like the uh, the Jersey area as well, and obviously I've been at uh, a full gear too. I don't think there's really a competition there as much as I uh, enjoyed high stakes and as much as I enjoyed the uh, the flippy lads doing flips at Project X with Matty and the, uh, and the other flippy That's- Doing flips Project, yeah. you see, you'd have loved a holiday camp show, mate. <laughs> camping as well. JP, that's your proper graft, in it, mate. That's your proper workers at them shows. Love that shit. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are genuinely are, though. Type of wrestlers who call it the job. 
those kind of guys. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Three <laughs> matches like, in a rumble. It's like, in Madison it's Square no Garden. <laughs> they work into Madison Square Garden, and, and I love mate, that. Hour and a half, and you don't see any fucker complaining about, oh, I feel undercut from a lack of wrestling mm, in this, yeah. even though I've only seen four matches. People are perfectly fine with that. Take note. I mean, we haven't got a worst live show, but do you want to bury the GCW on here, Gareth, or <laughs> none of memories oh, of it? No, no, there's still, there's still room for that to come. There's still oh. room in the, in the, in the crappies. The, there's a relevant category for that one, don't okay. you worry. All right, we'll get there, we'll get there. But yeah, anyway, yeah, double that up. Got to be for uh, for me. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on from there, we've got a couple of a couple more serious ones before we uh, we get into the uh, into the non-wrestling stuff Uh this is an interesting one. Biggest U turn slash wrestler who has surprised mm. you this year? Who's changed your mind this year, Gareth? Is it Ricky Stark's time to shine? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get in late Never. before the buzzer, mate? Just we come down, no. we come down right now. No, that was terrible as well. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was bang average. I will say that. So it was right in line. Um, no, the one for me, I'll go away from AW again. The one for me is definitely, well, Probably is probably more surprise, little bit, little bit of U turn is is Logan Paul um, for me. Where okay. like again, he's someone who I just thought was a bell end. But anyway, before that's he my came, pick, by the way. Is, so kind of yeah, before, before he came into you know anything to do with wrestling, I always just thought he was an absolute cock for everything I ever fucking seen. So just had an instant dislike to him. Um, anyway, then when someone like that's getting involved in wrestling and it's the WWE, there's an, all the more reason to fucking dislike them. And then, um, and then lo and behold shows up, watches match at WrestleMania, you know, watch things at SummerSlam, like proper, just like you turn on the lad is just like purely entertaining. He's just like, you know what he does in the ring looks like he's been working for years not a couple of fucking matches he's absolutely puts a fucking puts that performance center to like an absolute yeah. disgrace for the lads there who've worked on the indies for a couple of years and then gone in there and trained or people who are it's meant to be like nfl level athletes and things like that who go in there and train You've got this lad fucking rocking up and he looks like fucking Ricky Steamboat on fucking day two, you know, like it's just uh, it's like, you know, um, 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 unbelievable. Like he's, you know, probably one of those where you just look at him and you just think, God, he's an absolute natural and he is his money and like, you know, he's someone who you think if he's doing stuff in the future where it's like you're picking and choosing and what you're going to watch on a WWE card, I'll be looking out for his stuff because he's, yeah. he's fucking good, really good. But you're saying the same, Matty? Yeah, I had them down just for the fact of, like Gareth said, you know, I've heard the name, but I was like, oh, he's this internet fucking idiot or whatever. And literally that one tag match at Mania showed like his, his you know, done a few moves and that, but the, just the little like the facials, the listening to the crowd doing the free amigos yeah. and stuff like that. Took it to the Miz match where, you know, Miz gets his critics and, you know, he's, he's winding down now, the Miz, but you put the Miz in, there with someone like that to lead them, he just outshone the Miz, you know, just completely blew him away. That frog splash off the top was incredible in that. And then the Roman Reigns match, it's just like you've got a main event against the biggest star for the title. 
And it was unbelievable. Like for even like a Gareth. Have you seen that match, Gareth? No, that's the thing. I need to watch Gareth, that. One. You need to watch that. Too, if you're big on him on the Miz and the tag match, mate, it's like you're gonna be even more you're gonna come back on and rec- add a record onto this and say how good he is even more because yeah. it's it's just the, the timing. Obviously, Roman is good in that, but it, it's it's not even just it. the move, the moon's also off the apron, the, the frogs passing through the table, it's the chain wrestling, the little you know, the timing in the middle, it's Honestly, you can't speak highly enough of him. And he's, it's, it's, it's not busting out Texas Cloverleafs and things, is it? Is it? Oh, he's doing like submission. He's doing everything. Not, maybe not, not Malenko level, Gareth, but you know. But apparently, he's getting one to see the match, doesn't he, at Mania? He actually wants to wrestle Cena at Mania, and that'll That's be interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, it does. So we'll, we'll see. Fucking hell, am I going to click the button to watch Crown Jewel? <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to get it on it, yeah. <laughs> you you'll come away going, oh, it's, it's his timing. It is like Matthew said, it's the yeah. little things. It's <laughs> it's stuff that he's he gets that other that restless that like yeah. will you know I'll throw a bob in. Will appear on Dynamite, don't care. Or you know can appear on SmackDown too, top dollar. Um, but you know like he's getting. Does it fucking matter thing. what foot he leads with either? No. no? Mm. Oh, I'll, I'll put that into the mix. Doesn't mean fucking shit. <laughs> wow. And so if you believe him, Gareth, he gets injured in that match as well halfway through, apparently. So mm-hmm. it's even better because you don't really notice it at all. It doesn't affect his performance one bit. Definitely. How about you, John Paul? I did have Logan Paul in there as one of the honourable mentions. <laughs> but um, I did, I did I'm not go consider him at all, no. I say, like, pleasant surprise. It's like a continuing pleasant surprise all throughout this year, and that's Sting in AEW. <laughs> Just... For what he is doing and what he is delivering, he's had seven matches this year. He's 63. 63. And he's gotten more mental this year. (laughs) Like, he really is. He's just like doing all manner of stuff on here. But you're talking, even, you know, from the match that they had with, um, oh, what was it with the, like I mentioned earlier on, the dudes with attitudes match, whether him, him, Darby Allen, and Shingo against Bullet Club. To the Darby Allen Miro and Sting against House of Black at All Out, the Darby Allen and Sting versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, which was fucking great fun as well. Um, the Grand Slam match against sort of House of Black. It's not like I should be resenting this guy not losing and not being pinned every time, but I don't because he's doing stuff that he has no right to be doing. Like it's incredible. Like it's the timing. Like he should really go next year. Like. Double or nothing match against Darby Allen. Don't retired. ruin the legacy. Just don't get ruin out. the legacy because yeah. it's at a point where this run, any like bad feeling from the WWE run is just gone. It's yeah. almost like it didn't really happen. He was yeah. there, but it's like this has been the run that's kind of made him look and feel like actually, like look at him. He's fucking working his ass off, and he had retired. And he's doing that's more crazy him. stuff than when he was in his fucking 20s. Tony Khan, a big credit there, Benno. Like, that yeah. pairing of Sting and Derby has just worked from the off, hasn't it? It's everything about it, them little videos in the car. It, that I'll give him that. That's a great pairing he's done, like. Yeah. Um, this funny, this, because, yeah, I, I didn't consider Logan Paul, I suppose, if you put more emphasis on the wrestler who surprised you a bit rather than the U-turn. I can, mm. I can see that argument. He might have snuck in. To be honest, I went from having no one on this one to having loads. Like, I, I, you know, you could make the argument for Roman Reigns. Like, over the last, that's more over the last two years. Um, you know, 
uh, Swerve Strickland, I've ended up enjoying a lot more in AW than, uh, than than I thought at the start. But you know, I'll get into him later. Even though I was a fan of him on uh, on the Indies, Gareth made an argument for Christian earlier. You know, I'm not a uh, not a man who changes his mind. Oh, hell, man. Good job we got this recorded. So I can play this back. <laughs> hey, I, like I say, I I, I mean. I'm still not ever a fan of the matches, but I think his uh, his heel character work has put a lot of people to to shame this year. Um, I'd say Cody, but I loved him anyway. We'll mention FTR in the chat there. That was another consideration of mine. I think they've mm-hmm. got you know they've got plenty of uh, argument for that. You know the goodwill towards them. I know Jamesy. I love that as the uh, the one stickler who's refusing to budge on <laughs> FTR. <laughs> but I think a lot of us who had quite negative opinions on FTR this time last year have changed. But begrudging. But I think I'm gonna to have to give it to Chris Jericho. Um, I was fishing when we talked wrestler of the year whether someone was gonna throw him in because I've seen the argument. And if you want to say it's not, I'm not fully U-turning because I still hate the cunt. But if you want to talk wrestler who surprised you this year, yeah, I mean, the Kingston match was something I didn't think he was capable of at this point in his career. The you know I mentioned you know being being live at Double or Nothing, Anarchy in the Arena was fucking. You know, that was probably my favourite live experience of the year, if you're yeah. just talking a moment. Forgot about that. It Forgot about that. And it'll, it might even be there on matches. I haven't fully decided yet. But there's that as well. You know, the ROH title run, you know, while, again, it's been a big propaganda run for Jericho in a lot of ways, there's been good matches in there, you know. Um, and I haven't enjoyed the feuds. Uh, you know, the, the Kingston one left a sour taste in my mouth and, you know, the fucking mm. Blackpool Combat Club stuff just refuses to end. But if you say if purely who surprised me this year, it's Jericho with the level of matches he's had this year. Am I crazy? I can see the... I can see argue, the argument what you're saying, Ben, yeah. But it's more... I don't know, like, in terms of the, the overall impact. I think I would say it's... I don't know if it's entirely different away from what he was doing in, say, 2021. I can see the argument. 2021 was t- maybe 2020, 2021. Was 2020, like, yeah. You know, because that's the other thing this year. He nearly died, didn't he? And he lost all that weight. And, you mm. know, he looked to be someone who they needed to get out of, you know, AW. He, and you I'll know, give him that better. To come back from that as well is, is a, in, a, in a real life thing. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. the volume. Yeah. The vo- it's incredible the volume he's put in this year. Yeah. And like like you, you say, you say, Benno, he's maintained like. High standards where he has had some very, very good matches like this year, you know, four star plus matches, and you think he's pulling four star plus matches out of his ass at, at that fucking age. But then it is, it's that it's a, it's that sheer volume. He's is is omnipresent. He's is is always working, he's working in with people at different levels across the, the business. Say what you want about like whether or not he's you know getting himself over or other people, that's a diff, that's a different argument. But he's still people are still getting the opportunity to get in the ring there and work with him mm. that like like maybe even shouldn't like at his age and things like that with his level of star power and things you probably shouldn't be doing that he probably shouldn't be putting their matches on and he is and he's given these people the opportunity to kind of um you know work with him and um you know for just from that sheer volume and consistency and like presence like I, 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 it's a really fair shout like I, I kind of wanted to put it in somewhere in my lists and I, I just never found anywhere that he, he fit to me because he's, he's had a banger of a year. I totally agree. 
people will quietly make the argument for him as wrestler. Yeah, definitely wouldn't go that far. I say people quietly will. Jericho will on his own podcast. Oh, fucking hell, uh, yeah. And in emails to Dave Meltzer, hi, Will. Um, you know, <laughs> so, you know, you don't need to shout for him. He'll shout for him fucking self, but that's that's why it's a surprise because I don't want to give him credit, but, but I will. A couple of just very quick honourable mentions. I think I mentioned earlier on Seamus. I think he's had definitely. a really good year. Yeah, and it's all done hand in hand with Gunter, who looks like that's someone a surprise. who is... That is a real surprise because yeah, yeah. we all thought he'd be gone. And he looks like someone who'll be basically set up as a kind of top tier heel at some Lesnar point. Lesnar and Mania, JP. Lesnar and That says a lot about the Triple H vision of it, is what yeah. way that match goes. That's an interesting one, that. Very. Go VIP, pwtorch.com if you want to have Will's take on uh, and Dave Meltzer. Um, <laughs> or Jericho, sorry. Or both. Um, but moving on. <laughs> yeah, a more positive spin on that award before we get to the silly ones. Wrestler we're most excited for in 2023. Um, it's got to be Mario Andretti, hasn't it? No, Gareth? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Takeshita, I think, uh, knowing that he's going to be like working more uh, yeah. over here, looking at his, his output that he's put in so far without necessarily, you know, he's been in plenty of big, good matches on TV and um, and not won. Um, but in, in those matches, he's managed to get himself over massively with the crowd, which is often been difficult for, you know, Japanese wrestlers to do within a American TV um, t- uh, TV environment. Um, he, he always gets huge reactions. He's he's turned crowds towards him against more popular, more established wrestlers in you know more than one of those matches that he's he's had as, as well. He like he looks like a star. His in ring w- work holds up. Is you know clearly got a connection with the with, with the crowd. I think if they can put him in a situation where he's, you know, working in a more substantial program or with a more substantial storyline behind him or something like that, I think he could really break through, you know, big time, big time next year and become a real, like, top, top, top player. Matty? Yeah, I've got... Yeah, no, I've got got a couple, boys. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Cody when he comes back. You know, and see if he finally wins the big one. It's excited to see what they do with Roman. You know what I mean? Like drop the belts. Like, we give a Cody he wins, one like mate. the Rock. Well, so let's hope so. Let's hope so, JP. But if we're talking like fresher talent, you know, NXT got a couple there. Obviously, Bron Breaker. If he comes up to the main roster, shall we survive? But for me, I love Carmelo Hayes. I think he's fucking. I love watching him wrestle, and him and Stick Williams in a great act. Love their little segments and that every week and. I, I, every time I've seen Carmelo Hayes, I just fucking love him in there. Like he had a, and the match I forgot to mention him and Ricochet from one of the shows was a great little banger as well early on the year. So I'm interested to see how he does on the main roster now. Triple H because with Vince, he wouldn't be there for long. But now Triple H is there. Hopefully he can uh, do better. Good shout, John Paul, Young Boy Award. Um, Should we name this. He uh, really is actually. I have gone with two younger, two younger wrestlers, and I know one of them isn't really a breakout person. I'm going to go with Leon Slater mm. for 2023. Yeah. Just it's like partly I don't want to go with anyone from AEW because I'm no. I'm, I just keep thinking it'll get bored, Tony, and suddenly it'll fucking tail off. So I'm not invested in anyone enough. I always say something like a powerhouse Hobbs. But no, Leon Slater, as someone that Rev Pro will be building about, someone who's having kind of big high-profile matches, 
is clearly going to be, you know, I imagine at some point is going to be getting like the Cruiserweight Championship as well. And I also want to say Michael Oku, not in the sense of anything in the UK, but the fact he's doing PWG, he's doing bowler. Yep. Just in the start of the new year. It's going to be interesting to see if he gets himself kind of overseas to a few places, can get used some more, like just can get like brought into a couple of places, just get garnered a bit more of a reputation about himself. So when he does come back to the UK, he just means that bit more as well. So I'd like to think it's the year he kind of properly breaks through because he's because of COVID he never really had the chance of when he was starting to get JP, good having going across having extended like matches get on there. run and he appears on like say the TVs and has a couple of really good fun matches yeah. and it's something they can go to then again in Rev Pro if somebody like Black Taurus comes over or whatever you know what I mean but just seeing him like in bowler as like that next wave of kind of indie guys who are out there and I think it'll, I just think it'll do him good what were you going to say then, Matt? That you cut through because I was. No, just about uh, Oku. It was an impact. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he could go there. I was surprised GCW didn't use him, like you say, when he, when they were over. Uh, he was at the show. Yeah, yeah. We saw him. <laughs> um, so that was mm. uh, that was that was odd. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll see. And yeah, as Will says, it's disappointing. The Osprey match didn't lead to uh, more from uh, from, from overseas, but. Yeah, um, for me, I'm going to say most excited to see next year. Obviously, uh, CM Punk and the WWE. No, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> Cody's return, obviously big up there. But I'll say uh, Swerve Strickland. Uh, just want to send, uh, yeah. you know, how much I've enjoyed his work this year, especially oh, towards the, the end of this year. I think character work just as a gaining kind of heel who... It's one of them where, like, every frame, no matter who's on camera, usually Keith Lee... Um, you're looking at you're looking at Swerve. You're looking at his body language. You're looking at his facial expressions. Even when he's leaving, he's got that thing. You like, linger bony, like at the stage area where it's like yeah, you're yeah. almost like you know in that match on final battle. You want the pro- you want the camera to cut to him. What's Swerve doing at any given time? He's got you know he's capturing something right now. He feels hot as a character. You know we talked about him. You know on Spotlight the other week as far as you know do we see him as someone who will genuinely be a, a top guy in AEW? And I know mm-hmm. we've had that discussion about a lot of the you know so called next big stars in AEW. Can you actually picture them at that level? But yeah, I, I remain bullish on him. I really do think there's a there's an absolute lane he can he can go down, which is MJF's the only other really legitimate proper heel in AEW, or at least of any kind of substance or or overness. I'm not counting any of the family officers or any. The uh, the shitty managers. Swerve's got a lane right there. He can go down. Yes, MJF's going to be the the uh, the one A. He can be the one B. I absolutely believe it. And yeah, I guess we, you know, I I know, you know, we'll see what happens with the uh, the conclusion of the Keith Lee stuff. You know, delivers in ring as as a match. You know, like to see him get more substantial matches next year as a as a singles yeah. act. More focus. You know, uh, uh, as a guy who gets screen time on his own um, going into next year, but. That's why I'm excited about them. I want to see that play out. And yeah, it's been my favourite thing of the second half of the year. And I'm excited to see what happens in 2023 with it. Good shot. He's been one of the most consistent parts of AEW TV. Definitely. The second half of the year. Yeah. And you've been a big fan of him for years, haven't you, Swerve? Uh, Matty, you were... Uh, you, what well, was I'm the man. You wanted yeah, to debut in a Rumble, uh, I think was a thing. Yeah, there. yeah, I had him down as number 30 in the Rumble, didn't I, one year? <laughs> Never quite got that <laughs> far. He got, the, he got the NXT North American title, though, on Sly, people forget. 
but yeah, no, I, I, he's one. Of, do you know what I mean? They run them where he's one of the guys that are gravitated to, and uh, yeah, you forget too. At least you're underground death match, well. remember that? That's great, that. Oh, against AR Fox, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking what a match that was. Yeah. But yeah, love him. Love him. Um, but yeah, before actually we get we do get it fully into the uh, the silly ones, I suppose one more, more wrestling-y one. New story of the year. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to choose from this year with this one. Uh, what, what direction have, uh, have you gone, Gareth? I mean, it has to be... Vince McMahon, doesn't it? Like that's my kind of has to be like it's like for all the things where you've got something that can overshadow like Steve Austin coming back to wrestling and things like that. Like pretty much the guy who has run wrestling for my entire lifetime, like you know, yeah. finally getting like you know shit finally sticking for once and been forced to you know have to retire and been like you know. Well, who knows what's going on in behind the scenes, but certainly, you know, for, you know, front of, um, you, you know, front facing, removed from the, the the company like altogether, it's fucking mental, you know, because you know you just always had visions of the way he was going to be presented on the way out and things like that. His whole departure, you know, it was it was going to be basically in a box, wasn't it? Because he was never fucking leaving. Yeah. He was never going anywhere. Yeah. He was going to be if he lived to 110, he was going to be sat there writing the fucking product at four o'clock in the morning on the day of the show or something like that at at the age of 110. So to see him gone is just something that I would never have ever ever mm. have expected to see because there's been so much shit over the years that hasn't stuck to him that he's managed to just brush off and cruise by and he always seems to come up smelling of roses. Nice to see him get finally get fucking bitten on the ass and um, maybe not have the little uh, fairy tale ending that he'd uh, that he'd probably always expected. But um but we will wait with bated breath because um that could all change in a month's time or two months' time, but we'll uh, we'll we'll see. But massive, massive stuff. The, the the size of that story cannot be underestimated. Yeah. It, it is. It's as big as it gets. Humongous. It's as big as it, it can is, ever it? get in wrestling. Yeah, and it happened well, live, JP, as we were doing the weekend show. <laughs> absolutely mental. Yeah, as we were doing the weekend show, that comes through. We had all manner of people jumping onto it. To, you know, Matty, you jumped on as well. Gareth, did you jump on that night I as well? On, you know, I was on that show. It was fucking this, mental, wasn't it? It, it? And it's because of all any of the other news stories, it doesn't have the kind of, like, this affects the biggest company and the entire creative direction of how it's run with him being there because you can't replicate what he does <laughs> because he's a fucking loon as I am at pains to fucking point out so much of the time. So how can you recreate the behaviour of a lunatic? Well, you can't really. So it, it it means that they get more stable. The fact that the share price didn't go down showed that him being gone is really a kind of a blessing in disguise. Him talking about coming back, that is the worst thing for that company, for him to do that. He is the thing now who any ele- any accusations of toxicity for WWE can now just be pushed directly onto Vince. Don't need to go anywhere near the people who are there at the moment. You go, no, it's all down to him and he's kind of gone. He's not like, he hasn't got a job here, even if he does have 30% of the stock and 80% of the voting power as well. But even, you know, that is the biggest story. The man who, for a lot of people, his vision of wrestling is wrestling, is not in power. 
and we all thought he was going to disappear. The only way he'd go is if he was if dead. He died, as as Gareth said, yeah, if he was that, if he died in a box, it's just. It's all, it is it's still like when you even you know though boys behind the scenes the rumblings have come out like this week haven't they you know he's fighting to come back though you mm. know he's pushing hard and it's gonna be he shouldn't he genuinely should never ever come back and that no. he said you know obviously what he done was shocking but that is like it's just gotta leave but for someone that as as you said JB who's a lunatic He's not going to be able to just let it go, though, is he? He's not. <laughs> it, no. It, it's bananas. It's. Oh, he wants yeah. to trump it out, doesn't it? Basically. It's just Basically, the idea yeah, of any kind over, of yeah, controversy, yeah. it'll blow over. I'll yeah. just put it da- down. I mean, this is going to get brought up on the crappies as well, so I'm not going to talk too much more about it because there's something else from it, like, as yeah. a result of this that I thought was, like, just absolutely hideous as well. Would you think he'll ever appear on telly again, though, JP? I think he'll never have maybe the the job again backstage or whatever. I think I can honestly see him being on telly though. I can vision that, and I don't. Obviously, it's it's not a good thing, but I can see it happening. If there's a separation of time, like a few years, and he's just Hall of Fame or something, like old man, you're bringing him out of a Hall of Fame. Yeah, and like you do that, I could see that happening. Yeah, as an active TV character appearing on a Raw or a SmackDown. I mean, you just don't want to say it, never with that company, but it'd be such an own goal. Yeah. Like, yeah. it would be an enormous own goal for them to do that because it just opens them up to all manner of accusations and it's yeah. the stuff, and it tarnishes the TV deals and other things like yeah, that. Definitely. We might be able Coming to, uh, especially into 2024. I want to discuss whether that's likely or unlikely on, our, uh, on another show coming yeah. up. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Just, uh, and, 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 and I, will, I will say... I thought I was on that show, but I've only just remembered. No, it was the death of NXT UK as a two stories, obviously on an equal level uh, that I couldn't separate them in my own. Yeah, mind. that's the thing. It's like I think Vince is number yet. one. You could absolutely do a top five. You could round it out with the Punk story, round it out with I think the Cody story. If you Steve want to round Austin. it out with Steve Austin wrestling at WrestleMania, you can throw that in there. Yeah. NXT UK dying just from our point yeah. of view, I think it's odd. Top 20. <laughs> it was a great night, though, wasn't it, JP? Uh, oh, yeah, it was a great night. Yeah. I got, yeah, oh, JP, you missed that, didn't you? Uh, there, I missed that. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, it was your birthday, in fact. It was your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Brilliant. Still great. Still a great cracking present. Well, yeah, does it, that, that it has been the most newsworthy year I can, I can remember on. Yeah, I mean, is that recency bias or is that? Absolute? I think that's fact, isn't it? Like no. those are all well, stories. Vince on its own, Vince, Vince on its own is the biggest Vince story of ever. It's the biggest story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, Genuinely, and that's going like because they're the, like how many of the kind of really big stories are the things that kind of affect wrestling overall? I mean, you go back to like kind of Montreal had that kind of effect. Then buying WCW had that effect. Benoit had that kind of effect. I think Guerrero to a kind of lesser degree, but teamed in with Benoit, you know, at that point became like kind of another bigger story. Well, this is one that affects kind of everything. And and with 2024 being such like a key kind of banner year, I just don't think they can run the risk. But anyway, I'm going into other categories by going we'll on. We'll talk about, about that later. Um, yeah, there's some uh, lighter stuff. I'll say about rounds to the one where we're uh, going to uh, slap, uh, pat ourselves on the, uh, on the back. Um, let's start with... Best podcast, uh, wrestling and non-wrestling, as we get into the uh, more non-wrestling categories in general. But Gareth, nice little link there. Uh, what are you listening to this year? 
Well, just to follow up on your tweet from the other day about the volume of podcasts that people are listening to, my podcast listening has dramatically decreased again this year as I've spent even less and less time in my car driving uh, driving to work and things and just been more working at home. So it's uh, Great it's definitely more Great news for a three-hour podcast, isn't it? Absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it just means is you get rid of the crap and you, you focus on the good stuff, like Spotlight, for example. Um, but... Um, for me, it's the same as last year. My Spanish football cup podcast is my favourite, you know, non-wrestling podcast. I love it. It's just uh, great, just uh, great stuff around like history of Spanish football, keeping you up to date with modern Spanish football. Great like insight into the players and the uh, the hosts have got a good bit of crack about them as well, which is uh, always good from a from a wrestling point of view. I think that's where my podcast listens definitely like decreased. I'm listening to as much less news stuff much less reviews stuff um it's um it's it's one where the things that i'm finding I'm, I'm listening to more these days is like where it's like interviews with interesting people i think so rather than necessarily having a one-off podcast where it's uh, consistently the best i think there's been episodes of podcasts that i've i've really enjoyed so um I, you know, I said in our chat there was a Jericho podcast with Barry Bloom who was talking about stuff with Jesse Ventura and the National Hall jump to WCW. That was a fucking outstanding episode because I've never heard him speak before ever and you were getting so much, you know, background, interesting stuff. Cabana's started to do a few more podcasts again this year. He's someone who I'd always enjoy. And again, two cracking ones, I thought, with Joe Malenko and with Nyla Rose as well there that were just real, like, interesting uh, side uh, side of things there i think renee paquette's done a couple of uh, good ones as, as well for me it's more these things where you're getting the chance to listen to people speak about their real lives and their real thoughts and things like that as opposed to listen to other dickheads other than us uh, chatting shit about the weekly tv and what's going on in the world of uh, wrestling because best dickheads right here haven't we? <laughs> Thank you. We got a lot of uh, got a got a few votes from our patrons. They might be biased, though, you know. Um, Matty, best podcast this year. What have you been listening to? Uh, wrestling wise, boys, I'm still on the Comrade Network, aren't I? I'm still, you know, grilling JR, uh, something to wrestle with, you know. I've fucked 83 weeks off with Bishop, though. Although I have been dragged in this week with him and Flair going on on Twitter. Have you seen that? Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> what years it though? <laughs> <laughs> it's like they'll never, they'll always have heat, as many, as much as you think the mates are made up, they'll always have fucking heat then too. But uh, no, but Click This has been a good one, a good addition with Kevin Nash. Sean Oliver, that's just more two guys just shooting the breeze. Gets a bit political at times for me, but uh, it's you know it's just two guys having a chat like in the bar. But um, but me non wrestling one is under the cosh. You know the not like about the lower league uh, footy. Have you ever heard that with John Parker and the two Chris Browns? They get like a uh, an ex footy player. JP. Some have played in the Prem. It's mainly like you know championship level, and they just go through Good. the career like, talking about like the managers and the. Just basically, like a shooting to you about the career, but it's fucking hilarious. It's like they've had, like, you know, they had a uh, trippier on before the World Cup, so they're actually getting they're doing a live show now, so they're actually getting a bit of a name now and getting bigger stars on there. The, the tour around the UK, so as I say, trippier was on there talking about stuff, but yeah, because he, he started off the lower leagues himself, didn't he? Trippier, he worked his way up, so it's just some great stories on there. Like, thing you know, JP, do you remember there, uh, Kevin Blackwell, the manager? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he was at fucking, Leeds, wasn't he? He's a fucking heel. Every player fucking hates him. Like, it's exactly <laughs> stuff like that. You just wouldn't think, would you? But he's fucking hated. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> that coming. Yeah. Get on it, boys. It's really interesting. It's really, really good. Under the cosh. Under the cosh, it's called, yeah. JP? I would like to say, from a wrestling perspective, the fix oh, with Todd Martin and Wade I mean, Keller, it's... It, 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 Generally, like you've really got me onto it, like, and, and it's and it's true. It's great. Generally, love like kind of uh, uh, listening to that, and we've uh, many obviously like uh, friends as well with a, a lot of the shows they do. Something slightly different. I like the business of the business, which is all about like kind That's of me and Matty. Like, <laughs> yeah, hello, yeah. It, well. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this is one that's more about like the kind of financials and the kind of like it's oh, it's like okay. a kind of WrestleNomics Junior. If you're right. like ours, would be, ours would be a professional business, wouldn't it? That's a, that's a good thing. <laughs> there you go, fixed. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, the the and then from a non wrestling one, I go for two politics ones, and I listen to one is the news agents, which is mm. where Emily Maitlis went to when she left Newsnight. Uh, her and John Sokol are very good. And, um, oh, what is it? The rest is politics with Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart, which is really good. If you liked things like This Week in terms mm. of a politics show, like I, yeah, they're the ones I listen to. Yeah, I fell off uh, any politics one. Trump being out stopped me uh, listening to The Daily or uh, anything like that. Yeah. That was the fun, just him getting a kick in every day. Um, <laughs> I used to enjoy that. Um, yeah, for me, wrestling, same as you, JP, the fix for Todd Martin, I think. And it's not just Todd, it's Wade as well. I know Wade gets, yeah. more, gets more flack than even we do for his uh, AW critiques, but I think he's mostly bang on the money, even if, give me a bit pedantic, but that's where California, that's why we love him. And I think Todd's just, yeah, I think he's the most right <laughs> of the podcasters out there. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be the one for me. And to be honest, like Gareth said, yeah, I tweeted the bar at my, uh, as a wrestling podcaster, I probably shouldn't admit my uh, wrestling podcast listenership is down, but I mean, Todd's, the, the Todd shows the audio show I make time for every year, maybe throw in the odd uh, Lanza solo show from Voices, um, throw in, you know, obviously John and Way, that'll, that's something I'll throw up on, uh, on YouTube. For yeah. uh, Rwanda War, Roar, uh, Rwanda Dynamite as well. Uh, non wrestling, uh, Planet FPL. It was the same last year. Um, our good uh, friends uh, over there. Uh, don't listen to a uh, Grapple FPL if you want uh, good FPL analysis. Listen to those <laughs> lads. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, we got on quite well with uh, with James over there. It's still my dream for uh, for James and JP to do the uh, the Spurs fan versus Arsenal fan uh, podcast. Maybe I'll get my wish one day. Uh, but yeah, I think if if you're into fancy football at all and you're into our type of podcast, they're very similar to what we're like. Where it's just you know a lot of bollocks, a lot of chat, two lads down a pub having a having a chat about something they enjoy, and then you get actually good FPL analysis in there as well. So yeah, that in there. But yeah, not a lot of podcasting listening for me. It's, again, I'm turning into moving into video. I think a lot of uh, a lot of YouTube. Yeah, I'm more watching. YouTube than hundred percent. I'm more yeah. likely to posh, listen to Meltzer in in a ten minute chunk on YouTube. Yes, or dare I a clean lot of that. A lot of that. What mm. God have said, little bits and bobs on YouTube yeah. and certain episodes. Like, yeah, definitely. I'm, uh, that's me to see that. And Meltzer in a clean office is a kind of get slightly of a game changer. <laughs> Still taking get used to JP, isn't it? It'll be it'll be a tip in by the end of January. I don't think he, he grasps it still. It's hilarious, isn't it? He's like looking into the camera, then he'll look away, and then he's holding the mic for you. It just, I love him. I, I, I give him some shit, but I just love like looking and listening to him. He's fucking... We haven't had one of those bitches like, let me wait and see. And he's like, what is he up to? Is he on a computer? Is he shuffling around on the floor? He's hilarious, lad. You can tell. <laughs> 
brilliant. Um, but yeah, we'll ask for a shout out in the chat that I do enjoy Will yeah. and Rich. Um, so I love doing all the torch stuff. So you know, when I uh, when I have time. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, moving on there. Best media personality slash best on Twitter. Aaron. So this can just be generally anybody on Twitter. Yeah, anyone on Twitter, Benno? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've got my All right. Yeah. If you want to give me an answer okay. for both, that's fine. I know, it, yeah, that's, uh, they were designed as uh, two, two distinct awards originally. I mean, if I was just going best on Twitter, like, uh, like <laughs> I would say it's no media personality, but that uh, e. Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, he's it? mine. Uh, like, he's mine, yeah. He's is. The, the if I, if I could follow one person on Twitter, I would follow him because really? like great, just nostalgic wrestling stuff, like yeah. hilarious, like just hilarious takes on everything. Nostalgia Love, in general, Gareth, he's great loves, on that. He's really yeah, that's that. it. Just TV shows, just random yeah. fucking. I don't know where he finds this shit from. Just like TV yeah, shows in the, from the eighties and nineties and stuff. Big Brett fan as well, which always helps. So there's always <laughs> loads of good of course, Brett content. Of always loads of Brett content, but just class. Just just a great follow. One of us, Ian Donham, but as you are, Bassy, as well, from like the UK fan forum days, he's at a, a listener. I think he's a patron, um, but he's the man, yeah, for that stuff and the, like the, uh, just the oh. stuff he'll pull. Even Brett Hart was a fan of his tweets, that says it all. You know, you get yeah. a lot from Brett. He pops up on my feed more than anyone, Benno. I, I don't know how Twitter, like, you know, designs it. I really don't know how it works these days. I don't know if it's the most you interact with or what or he posts the most, but he's always there. And, Literally ninety five percent of everything you put on there, I like now. It's funny, you know what I mean. It's mm. just yeah, great. Is it your shout, Matty? Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent my shout. Got him down there. That's why I said, does it have to be like a media? Mm. The, uh, just best on Twitter. It's him. And I can't even think of a media like a famous person. Do you mean Ben for media? Or I just mean so. Much, yeah, I suppose we, we more meant like covering what we said last year was like. You know, people just people covering wrestling, which can be podcasters, which can be writers, which can be Twitter talking heads at times. Um, yeah, well, the main league all safe, aren't they? You know mm, what I mean, in a way. So yeah. uh, no one really sticks out to me in that regard. So yeah. How about you, JP? I've got, I said it, Ian Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Is it, his stuff makes me like, like, look, I'm just going on his pins tweeting it, the history of Bret Hart jackets, a thread. <laughs> like, I'm like... It's a Kevin amazing. Nash. Did <laughs> Kevin so. Nash looking like Sharon Watts, is it? Or Sharon Watts looking like... <laughs> really Nash, was. Kevin oh, Nash. Fucking great Sharon stuff. Watts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, brilliant. Like, on here as well, like, you know, he's looking at um, Jeff Jarrett making his WWF Raw... Uh, you know, discussing the reboot of fantasy football, you know, just this idea of like, you know, talking about pub landlord, you know, this is just like all over the fucking place. JP's in a glorious way. And he chucks in a load of Jeff. Oh, what a spotlight then. And it, it's, it's so much, it's so glorious. It's the one day where, like, everyone's talking about the bloodline and they're a great stable, but it'd be better than these lads. And it's like, Mr. Blobby, no lemons. <laughs> it's like a pure, like, stable and like BBC ends from like the early 90s. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll make it a full set just because I think it's right to give it to Ian. I was going to vote for Snowboy, so I'll just I'll throw that in there as the, yeah, probably the funniest uh, Twitter follow. But I think I voted it. Voted for him last year. So go on, Ian can, uh, Ian can have it. Go on, Ian. Um, going from there, film of the year. <laughs> Gareth, go to you first. What have you seen this year? It opens more than me. Oh, 
this is a this is de- like definitely a, a struggle because like I was thinking about it like, like I've I think I've actually only been to cinema like once this year this year and like um, so I was kind of applying the same rules as we said for TV shows where it was kind of like watch or rewatch or something because the best film I watched this year that I'd never seen before rather than throwing a rewatch into the mix was it's from 2019 but it was uh, it was the one that immediately like stood out to me it's called. Um, Monos or Monos. It's like a it's a Colombian film. I don't know if uh, any of you have ever seen it, but basically it's about um, it's about these like teens who are like guerrilla soldiers in Colombia, and it, it almost becomes a bit kind of like um, Lord of the Flies like. It's a bit kind of like cult like, but then there's these like Americans who are in the uh, who are doctors or uh, who are up there are like. One of them sort of escapes. That it's like a hostage who escapes, and then there's just like, just they're, they're chasing down this hostage. It's fucking brilliant. It's such a great, great film, and it's just like one. Well, I don't know why the fuck I watched it. I just like threw it on, and then found out that it was very like really high, late, highly rated after I'd after I'd watched it. But I was just like, fuck, that just came out came out of nowhere for me. Literally never heard it before, and heard of it before, and just put it on. I'd recommend anybody to watch it. It was class, really, really good. Either are you seeing that? No, no I was just looking up on it now. Where do you want to give yours, Matty? I'm just sorry. I'm just totting up how many times I've been the pictures this year, boys. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine, ten times I've been the pitchers this year. I think I went ten even. times in 1997. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> ten times is, this will be ten. It's Death, Death on the Nile, Dog with Shannon Tatum, Batman, and Ambulance. Nash, yeah, Ambulance, yeah. Ambulance with Jake Gyllenhaal, Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, Bullet Train, Nope, Halloween Ends, and Black Adam. I mean, 10 that I've actually seen in the cinema, and it's none of them that'll be film of the year. <laughs> it is, I've gone with a film called Pale, which is like a horror film. They've done X first. Have, have you heard about that one, boys? X. There's the Ty West films, aren't they? Yes, I've told you about these JP before. Yeah, X is like the lead actress, Maya Goff, plays two characters in X. So it's playing one of the characters when she's younger in Pale and it's a backstory and there's a third film coming out about the other character she plays in the future. So it's a bit, um, it's, it's great though, JP. Pale, give it four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. I love it. Love that one. Recommend it, big time. And oh, yeah, my main man, Adamski, he's a big fan of it as well. So uh, that's good. <laughs> great taste. Yeah, he has. Barbarian's up there though, JP, as well. I want to mention that Barbarian. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> for a film <laughs> that changes. If you, the Mate, least you know about it, the better. I didn't know. I did not. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. You think it's going to be a bog standard how it starts, don't you? And then it just goes like fucking great. Like. It becomes something else entirely you different. Just, I do want to give a shout yeah. out for it, but my, my film of the year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, which I thought was absolutely superb with Michelle Yeoh and like something good about the multiverse as opposed to the Marvel films about it, which have, have always just been a like too much of a convoluted mess. I think it was just, it was fantastic. I also want to give a shout out for a, a, a it's an Australian film. You know me, I love an Aussie film, the stranger um, with uh, oh, yeah. Sean Harris and Joel Edgerton. 
Like, it's this kind of like, I love a dark, brooding Aussie thriller, whether it be like an Animal Kingdom or, uh, or like a, um, yeah, many other sort of, I'm trying to think of like Wolf Creek and the like. But no, I, I, I really enjoyed that as well. Uh, that scene where he just starts dancing in his living room when he's oh, like, fucking. <laughs> I'll always laugh for that. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, is it up to me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I've had a bad year, Matty. You're going to laugh at me here. I've seen fuck all this year as far as films go. Like, I- I'm tempted to include, if you're going to say films are watched for the first time this year, I can include Firepower, the Ultimate Warrior movie. Um, that might be everything <laughs> this year and it's because we did a film club on it the COVID-19 invasion technically is there a, a 2022 film or just about sneaks uh, sneaks it under the wire but it's not going to be that yeah it's not much I've seen this year I went to see the Batman in cinemas it was fine as Will said uh, he, he called it fucking shit I just thought it was fine of the things I've seen which is a slim number it's probably Clerks 3 um, I think that's and I didn't even love it um, I've got my watch list has got nope on it I wish I'd seen that before this recording like you said JP everything everywhere all at once is another one that's right up my street um, but yeah it's a pretty uh, pretty tragic state of affairs my list over uh, over the Christmas period I need to do uh, do some catch up on 2022 cinema but boys no, sh- sorry JP to uh, jump in Batman boys I've got a I mentioned it in my thing. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was fucking great, the Batman. Anyone else agree or to an extent? I think I know it's three so... hours. I know it's three yeah. hours. Maybe. As you definitely just yeah. heard me say, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, um, All right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just technical issues there, Ben. Sorry. You needed the piss. <laughs> yeah, purely though. Holding it all night. It's all right. I didn't sorry, say much. Ben. I didn't have much to say. <laughs> JV. <laughs> Um, no, no, I, was, I thought Batman was kind of, it was fine for what it was, but it wasn't like a banner year for so much, so much content in the cinema is, is like kind of superhero based and it's not been a good couple of years for them. I think a lot of bigger films have been generally disappointing for those people who hate them. This is just manner from heaven, but like, you know, for a lot of this stuff, which is the kind of popcorn entertainment I'll watch with my sons or watch with my girlfriend, it, it's it's not really necessarily delivered. I think last year I went with June because at least I had like sort of real scope. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Banshees of Inishirin, and I do really want to see that because that, that'll actually. be I, I yeah guarantee that that'll be well, yeah, that that looks a really good, good chat. Yeah. One that was disappointing for me was that licorice pizza. I thought that would be something that would be like right up my street. It's a sort I've of film that, 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 that I, I like. It's, it's 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 really high on a lot of like like movie the year lists that I, that I've seen, and I, I, it was one of them. Maybe I just thought I was going to enjoy it too much before I watched it, and then when I watched mm-hmm. it, I was a bit disappointed. It was uh, not a not all it was cracked up to be, but um, yeah, I don't think it's been a. Uh, don't, don't, it's been a great year, has it? Not much to, to the, drag it uh, out of the house. The Slash Filmcast top ten match, um, matches of the year podcast uh, films of the year list. Which <laughs> I, I de- well, I completely stole their format for uh, for our top ten. So <laughs> I always like to shout them out this time of year. They'll be my guide on what I need to catch up on uh, this year. But yeah, from there, album of the year, Gareth. Album of the year is a comfortable, easy one. It's Broken Equipment by Bodega, who are a um, they're like sort of a Brooklyn sort of art punk band. They would also be my live act of the year as well. Just absolutely class. Just just so much like 
I don't know, it's just sort of just a bit diverse, just a bit different. It's um, it's something where the lyrics are really, like hilarious, really sort of like clever, well thought out. The music's, again, it's just not something that you kind of like hear every day. They sort of come at things very kind of like left field, but it all just like gels together just, just, just perfectly. And um, yeah, I'd say to anybody, get Broken Equipment by Bodega on your Spotify tomorrow and uh, give it a listen. And, and if you tell me that I'm a, if you tell me that it's shit, you're wrong. This is new Bodega song. That was the, that was the, the previous, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll call um, that a Noah pick. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> did you have one? Uh, no, but I don't listen to music after 2003, Ben. I'll still You were still making films here. The only, yeah, the only, like, the, the last album I bought was the Alice in Chains one from 2019, 2018. <laughs> Maybe a fog, yeah, that's the last one I bought. So I'm doing a, doing a Gareth with the uh, film for the album, the first album. The album I heard this year for the first time that I really liked was uh, Danzig Free, How the Gods Kill. Are you familiar with Danzig, Gareth? I know Danzig, but I don't know Yeah, that he, he started the Misfits, didn't he? And then he branched out into his own uh, bands. And they, that's from about 92. It's his third album. And it's, I fucking love it, boys. And hopefully, I think I'm getting it for Christmas on physical, JP, of, uh, of Steph. So, um, you know, hoping to blast it properly on the, on the CD, boys, to give it its full um, initiation. <laughs> if anyone else is a Danzig fan, you know. What's this? Is it. Matty, you got a, the new pressure of hybrid theory. There you go, that could be. I mean, it's like Robocop. Hybrid theory and Robocop, I own, like, ten times on different formats, different editions. <laughs> it's just... To be to go to, but Danzig, get on them if you're not into them. Anyone out there listening, just it's like more like you know, his inspiration is like the doors and stuff like that. So it's like a bit broody metal, dark, but like he's got that operatic voice. It's 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 great, you know, fucking boss. John Paul, uh, I've gone with um, a band by Plucky Upcomers Joy Division and Unknown Pleasures. <laughs> Uh, which was recorded in 1979. Fucking still great, that's why. I've gone back every once in a while. I start thinking about it. This sounds really bad. I think about Ian Curtis. I start laughing at the dancing. I then find myself watching live performances of him on like sort of Northwest telly doing like dancing to She's Lost Control, like just while his arms are going around the place. And it's just a. Fucking amazing stuff, dark brooding. Like that's that's what happens with Spotify. Like and me is I, I find myself like it's that's the road I've gone down, and I'm quite happy about that. I'll leave the new music stuff to Gareth. Nothing wrong with being wet leg. Album. Wet leg. That's that's another one. Number two. Number two on my list. Wet leg. If you want new music, I have. I've heard wet leg, and that's yeah. that's a cracking tune. Yeah. I've been I've been doing my best this year to try like I think I'm mainly just trying to impress my younger brother Mark who's uh who's 19 who's big into his hip hop and every time we talk he's like you just like old time music from like the 90s and Crew's always in here as well yeah. Matty he's given me a uh, a couple of playlists over the last couple of years to uh yeah to uh, to get me to uh, oh, he's to still big to and he's still big on the rap like so, so I'm only up to like 2016 or so but I'm catching up mate um, so I'm starting... oh, that's good for you that I'm getting into a bit of uh, 
bit of ASAP Rocky, 21 Savage. Uh, Migos, I became a big fan of uh, this year. I don't think Crew either endorsed that choice, but to that point, uh, an album that did come out this year, Quavo and Takeoff. So, uh, only built for Infinity Links, unfortunately. Uh, Takeoff uh, died a couple of months ago, right after we were talking about Migos with uh, Andrew Thompson on Spotlight, which was uh, which was weird, but yeah. it's a fucking great album. And it's, uh, of the Migos albums, probably my favourite, even though it's only, only got two of the three on it. So, yeah, I'm trying to... That's my homework for, uh, for next year as well, to listen to more... Uh, more modern stuff you can't be stuck in the 90s forever i think you don't want to turn into your dad um or even though i agree all the best stuff happened pre-2002 matt that's uh that's no, the real times <laughs> yeah I, I i literally won't even unless it's a band that brings something out that i like new mm. like Alice in chains and that i literally won't bother no more i give up a long time that's <laughs> absolutely fucking awful it is and i'll argue yeah, all day yeah. it's fucking shit jb good to see if you I'm in the just in time to judge us thanks Liam. hi yeah my head of shame as he goes to see all the best new music that's like kind of around the midlands all little kind of small <laughs> indie gigs no. Listen to Liam if you want the up-to-date music takes. Not <laughs> um, Definitely. <laughs> uh, oh, I've lost my list. There we go. Uh, last couple. TV show of the year, and we did say current and rewatch. Uh, Gareth? Current, well, current as in this year is like the, the last series of The Boys was my uh, favourite thing that I've watched this this year. Just I just love, I've loved every fucking mm. season of that show. It's absolutely just first class i just i I just love um obviously i love the the double meaning to kind of everything that's that's going on it's great to kind of like follow that side of things but the just the actors in it are just it's it's one of the best cast things that i've ever seen like in, in my life the the guy who plays homelander is like he couldn't play that any better if he tried. Just like the small facial expressions and everything like that, it's just 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 pure perfection. And you know, even right down to like you know, just like the guy who plays the deep, for example, and things like that, and the comedic things with it. Again, it's just 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 absolutely absolutely amazing. Just every, everyone in it's brilliant. It's so well written. Just that whole double double side to it. But then again, just like it's one of those where it doesn't look like it's going to get tired at any point either. You know, it's just it, it con- like it, it moves at sufficient pace and things like that that it just keeps you keeps you keeps you involved, never dull, and you know it looks like it's got a um, clear clear direction that it's going on as well. Great stuff, Artie. Yeah, once again, boys, don't watch anything. I don't watch telly oh. at all. I literally watch YouTube, fucking, you know, just DVDs or whatever. This so, is why you're stuck in rewatch. <laughs> yeah, the only the only show that has took me fancy is Yellowstone. Is it? Is it the Kevin Costner one on Paramount? Maybe is that what it is? Like, yeah, that's what like it a is. Bit yeah. of a, like a cowboy or like living on a ranch or something. That because that's been getting a few air reviews, but. Boys, it can only be one show here. That's fucking us. I mean, <laughs> honestly, God, boy, I haven't had a better time being introduced because I'm one of them. We know I am one of them people that you see all the time. I won't force my like recommendations on people, but I'll be like, oh yeah. But when people give me them, I kind of dismiss it. No, I say who it is. I dish, but I thought, no, I want to see this. And you recommended it. And honest, boys, I'm so glad you did because it's just so fucking like. Rewatch you. I'm gonna watch that again soon, like hundred percent. The character, like you're saying, Gareth, about being well cast. There's not a better selection of characters that I've ever seen in any show in my lifetime. 
and the all bastards shaving hand. Oh, yeah. It is. It's like, but like Schillinger beats your Keller arc. You've got Kareem Saeed, best character I've ever seen in anything in my life. Fucking um, the O'Reilly brothers bouncing around. You know, it's just Tim trying to run it all, JP. Just so many fucking great characters. It's just... Burying Honestly. lads behind walls. Oh, yeah, but but even for that side of it, though, that's like great. I laughed. You do get with it. You get behind the characters and they are cunts, but you, you find yourself yeah. cheering for them, and it's 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 so fucking good. Book like Attitude Era Roar as well. Fast, I, think. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like there's not a dish like half an hour monologues and then wait till next week for like the second conversation they have. It's like. Two minutes in, skips to like the next day, and like it just gets it all. It's just fucking brilliant, mate. Honestly, awesome. it made me so happy when you when you re- when yeah. you watched that. <laughs> Finally, I loved it. Yeah, what, once you get to the wire, Sopranos, maybe you know. So no, wire is next on my list, and Sopranos because uh, Joey, me best, like one of my best mates, is like. Soprano, soprano. Every time we talk about telly, he just mentions the Sopranos, and that's what's putting me off because I think it can't be that good that every fucking person. It's the scar you know, that, makes it, yeah, TV. Yeah, all the lads, you know I mean? all the lads up yeah. there. No but I know it's going to be, but the wire is definitely next, Ben, because I know you and Gary are really big on that, like really, really big on it. So I think you'll prefer us definitely, but I think you'll find lots to love. Because it's there, faster so. paced, you know what I mean? Is that why? Yeah. More yeah. of your your pace. So I think you to JP. Um, but yeah, JP, your uh, oh. your shouts. There we go. Oh, okay. Um, I've got a I've got a few here. I mean, I want to very briefly mention Andor that Connor mentions in the chat. I mean, I did the review of it. If you want to hear about it, it's the best thing like Star Wars related that they've done. Like, go back to, if you love like kind of Rogue One and that original trilogy. I also want to give a shout out to Peacemaker. Um, but this is kind of more on the rewatch, particularly because the new series, the final series, starts on New Year's Day. And I started watching Happy Valley, starring Sarah Lancashire, which is just fucking brilliant. And you speak about heels in it, like the heel character of Tommy Lee Royce, who's an absolute bastard. But there are these moments of little, like, redemptive kind of glory to them. And it's just the way that the story's told. Like, I mean... I've not been to Hebden Bridge. I've been through places like that as well. But it tells the stories of like these this small town where there's so much in the way of kind of petty crime and people lost to the sides as well. And it it generally has like kind of really good, like solid, sensible kind of plotting. There's always enough going on. Like normally a male character who's kind of harried and over the kind of edge through various other things. Um and Sarah Lancashire is just fucking amazing. She's kind of a long way since Curly Watts' girlfriend in Corrie. Raquel. Raquel. <laughs> yeah. We're miles away from that now. It's like watching, I don't know, it would have been like watching Shawn Michaels and the AWA and going, this is the bloke who's going to lead us through the midnight. He <laughs> 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 really likes the old Bolivian marching power. And the other bloke's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> um, for me, a new, new show, uh, Atlanta finished this year. Absolutely, mm. absolutely love that. If you haven't seen it, get out and watch it. It's brilliant. It's uh, just so uh, 
don't know, original, clever, maybe got up its own arse a little bit this season. That or... Paperboy, Benno. I've seen yeah, season Paperboy, one of that. Yeah, yeah I've seen season show. one of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, the rapper. But a lot of the shows, are just, a lot of the episodes are just wacky, standalone. Like there's one about like a, a Michael Jackson type figure who's a weirdo and it feels like Get Out. It's very like, there's a horror director who does a lot of their episodes. That he's just brilliant. Sometimes, again, it can get up its own arse and just abandons the whole story to do something wacky in the woods. But overall, great show. Severance was a new show I watched this year. Really enjoyed that. Uh, looking forward to uh, to that one uh, coming back. That's the one with uh, Adam Scott, where the uh, when you leave work, you're uh, you don't remember work, and when you're at home, uh, sorry, and when you're in work, you don't remember your home life. So you kind of everyone's split into. It's a great little uh, sci-fi uh, concept. I'd recommend that. And on the rewatch, I'm scared to say it um, as Gareth is here, but did rewatch Frasier this year, and uh, I, uh, <laughs> it held up for me. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> Not a fan, Gareth. No. I mean, not to put me kindly. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe I need to rewatch it with um forty uh four year old eyes. Maybe you like it. Just, maybe get nostalgia and, for and, it. Maybe and, and just just see. I severely doubt it. <laughs> Sit there with a nice cup of coffee, watching uh, watching Nas and Fraser. Oh, it's great. It's got it's got some weak seasons near the end, but it uh, it pulls it back. But Liam mentioned the rehearsal, by the way, in the in the chat there. That was uh, a great show this year. Um, I don't know. I think JP was a, a fan of that one as well. Um, but yeah, there we go. Uh, that's our uh, our TV shows. Um, best sport and moments. Is this going to be a unanimous one? Gareth? It's got to be, hasn't it? Fucking hell. I don't think it will be. I'll oh. fair enough. Oh. <laughs> right, Gareth? Yeah, I'll take you back to April and... Um, Work it in AFC or at home to Warrington and Rylance in the um, <laughs> you know, Northern Premier League, Northern, Northern Premier League West, and we're uh, we're going. Uh, we're second place, and they're, uh, they're they're top of the league. They're uh, beating us one nil at our place, and then in the uh, in the in the late eightieth eighties minute, uh, Matty Clark, our right back, steps up and absolutely rifles one into the fucking top corner from about forty yards. Finishes the game one one. Fourth, the game was lost. Keeps us in the uh, keeps us in the title race right down to the last game of the season. If you're uh, throw that into YouTube, Matty Clark, work it in Warrington Rylands. What a fucking goal! You can see me going absolutely ballistic on the touchline as well uh, with uh, with with that one. Just never the emotion, the feeling, incredible, incredible. Matthew, I'm sure you're the same. I mean, it sounds amazing. It, it really does. Yeah. It does sound amazing. But I've got to go for the most recent. And I don't even think this is recent bias, as you you say, Ben. It's got to be the World Cup final, hasn't it? I mean, it was dead until the it, from two nil up until you know France got the pen. It was a non-entity game. France hadn't turned up. I was fuming, like calling Mbappe everything. I was, and I love Mbappe. I was calling everything in our group saying, is he actually playing? Are you going to bring him on? They're cracking all the jokes. And then the, from the penalty and then his goal, it just sparked into like the most unbelievable, as JP's going to say, biggest game, the biggest stars turned up, drama you've ever seen in the World Cup final. It, ben, it was just fucking, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't yeah. believe what I was seeing. I was, was on the edge of my seat jumping up. It's just fucking unbelievable, mate. 
Because I made, Honestly. I said it on, on the pre-show, like I literally at 2-0, and I've really enjoyed this World Cup with no fancy football elements either. Like I, I pretty much watched every game. I did on you know, a lot of it, a lot of it while I was working in the day. It was a great accompaniment to that. But absolutely loved the final. Yeah, and yeah, it was 2-0. Thought it was dead. Left the house. Like I said earlier, I had Will's podcast on. He was talking about buying his wife with a goat or something like that again. Uh, got off the bike, <laughs> realized realized what had happened, and uh, and shot back into a uh, to finish the the end of the, the 90 minutes and then the extra time it was one of them games where it was like an extra time even you were like kind of wishing for it to go yeah, they to, both didn't settle for it did you though but no. they actually both went for it they weren't like playing for pens they actually both attacked and it, it just happened to be penalties perfect the way it kind of swung the momentum you know and yeah. being like the hero for france and it did I, I was saying as they went to penalties it was kind of like oh i, I actually you know, I, like I said, I'm not a big messy guy, but it was like feels like the right end to this story. If you're telling this, got to be, story, had to be, yeah. Is even be. and I'm not France a messy get, guy, yeah. France get to be the ones who put up the great fight against, you know, sure defeat and you know hold their head, held their heads high, and Argentina get and Messi gets the big World Cup win. That was the best way I think that could have that could have gone. I don't even think it'd be as good a story if France had pulled it back all the way. Uh, but Ben, but it's, it's almost like the Qataris that got Pat Patterson in. and it was and it was like every kind of classic match the beginning is a bit overlong and boring and saggy and we kind of forget about it but then when it kicks into gear with those high spots like just in terms of the booking because it was always that idea they were sitting on that 2-0 like you're working a body part but you're really being quite fucking lazy ultimately (laughs) and all of a sudden they've got a sneak roll up on you like you know the clock's counting down in there as well you know, then just leading into some wild exchanges, like those kind of shots on target just felt like a couple of like brutal headbutts. Like you just <laughs> delivering it's like Jesus Christ, and they're kind of stunned. And then it, you know, you've you've be all it was like main event as main eventing in yeah. a main event match. Mm. Like that's what this whole thing was. Like and it did settle a debate, didn't it? Like, Even I've got to say, I'm a Ronaldo guy, JP, but you can't deny it. I always, that was, no, but that was the always one that I always labelled. I know he's won more Champions League, Ronaldo, but I was like, he hasn't won an international tournament. Like, oh, I know he won Cops America, but the World Cup ends it for me because it always has been the, the pinnacle of football for me. Yeah. You know, right, it, it's it the is. pinnacle of sport. It's yes, like exactly. people don't grow up dreaming of winning the Champions League, the dream of like lifting a World Cup. I'll, I'll... Lifting the big gold. Yes, yeah, it, exactly. is, it is. Yeah, it is. That's it is. It is. I like that. I like it that. Is, it's the proper like big gold belt, isn't it? Of football. But Benno, I know Kiwi's made up with like Jeff Ayers can't dine on this. Like he's the only one to score at trick anymore in the World Cup Tears final. <laughs> yeah, but he, see his tweet graciously passing the torch down to him though. He did put a tweet out there, Jeff Ayers. <laughs> Couldn't could he? Because he's a prick. He's a dick. He's been fucking dining out on that. And as Ali McCoy said, it's the best World Cup final hat-trick ever that we're all three have definitely crossed the line. Crossed the line, of course, he said. There are other sports things, and Liam mentions a couple of them. <laughs> I going to say there are other sports, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a very good argument. <laughs> England winning 3-0 away in Pakistan that was only confirmed this morning. That was fucking awesome. Johnny, Johnny Bear, Stoke Trent Bridge, don't worry. They're going to lose it. Like um, about some of the other um, and Leon Edwards in UFC knocking out Kamar Usman with a kick towards the fifth. That was pretty great. And just the Minnesota Vikings in general. 
Oh, oh the biggest that you missed oh, that game. I thought we were out Saturday. Oh. It's, I've still got it. I was going to say I've got it on tape here. I haven't, I've got it on my Skybox uh, to catch up and uh, watch that, that game. But uh, oh. I couldn't believe that. that. I, thought just, I thought these were just bullshitting me in the pub. Whoever was fucking telling me the score of that. Unbelievable. Fucking Hooters. You know, not, not having that on is a disgrace to Hooters everywhere. Um, yeah, Chris the Elliott women... says here, JP, I thought you might have a comment on the yeah. young world women's Euros. I'd forgotten about it, but that that brought me to tears. That was fucking incredible, just to, just in terms of um, just like the the atmosphere and and everything else, and them winning and you know just delivering as much as as anything else. Ben, yeah. what about it? I know it's not a moment, but like just the arrival of Haaland, I know it ties into the FPL and stuff, but it's just <laughs> him seeing him in the Prem fucking slot, what, 19 goals already? He's fresh now. He, will he double that again? Will he get to 40 Prem goals? Code, it's, like, it's fucking scary shit, mate. But, you know, I'm like stats uh, against my new and stuff. It was just like, wow. I'm like a WWF fan when, uh, when Sid Justice turned up. It's like, oh, who's this newcomer? Never seen him before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pout, putting people out on stretches and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a guy, though. Oh, yeah. He's definitely in there. Best sport moment we went when I win the FPL League at the end of the year, lads. But it probably, it's probably not going to happen. The uh, draft dish or the FPL League? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Don't be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, you were saying, like, imagine if you went down and you've got to, like, host oh. and, like, do all this stuff. It'd be hilarious. I will, though. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> will. No problem. Yeah. No, you will, mate. You not know, a sore would, loser like would. Carl, you know. Uh, no, you would, Ben. You would. <laughs> Liam says, slap fight and get a US TV contract after AW is grappled. Biggest sport and achievement of the year. There you go. We'll take They're looking for commentators and shit. I swear to Christ. We would fucking blitz most of those lads. <laughs> I will fake. I will out bullshit Matt Stryker on. Oh, what what the, the angle of the slap? I really, genuinely, I'll say now. I'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'll sound really fucking convincing. Oh, you'd wing it, JP. Good. I can imagine you fucking that. Yeah, great. Gosh, yeah. hours. You'd have been all right in his position where the broadcast started an hour earlier than he expected it to start, and he had to fill. Exactly <laughs> right. He's right in your lane. That. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Bart leaves us only one place to go. We're gonna round it out with uh with the big six lads. This I feel is... like this Benno should have music edited the big over it. This is a little yeah, a little fucking, yeah. Do you want to like take us through that? You can host Space it. Odyssey 2001. But, music. Nah, nah, it's got to be like the WWE Hall of Fame music. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Matt, give it the big intro. But I'll, I'll throw the music and post. No, right. This is the upcoming year. Uh, listeners and, and guys listening here with the boys is this is the big six this is the proper awards this is the real life awards every day in it boys just we've got upcoming we can you want to name them all Benno or oh, we, we go that? one at a time well it's the big six mate you've got to give us the, the uh... big six as I say this is an Arsenal Man City Liverpool Chelsea Tottenham Man United this is the best soft drink of the year the crisps of the year the chocolate of the year the beer slash spirit of the year, alcohol basically. The meal of the year can be homemade or any meal. And the biggest one is the food establishment of the year. That's the big one for me. That's the fucking pinnacle. Love it. Okay. <laughs> so who are we going for? We starting with you, JP, then. Can we start with you here? Okay, let's start with me. It's um, soft drink, soft drink first. Soft, soft drink, I'm still going to go with Ting. Like during a cost of living crisis, you can't really argue about the price. You've got 45p. You can pay your 80p for a colder can of Coke, but don't be a fucking fool. You'd be, if you're just guzzling it down in 30 odd seconds, you might as well crack one of those. Crisps, 
I've enjoyed those fiery prawn cocktail ridges that I've seen in supermarkets <laughs> around those. Surprising amount of kick to them as well. I was like, oh, you know, that put airs in your bollocks. It really would. Um, <laughs> with that there. Um, <laughs> chocolate wise, I mean, I would say, like, I'd be remiss. My favorite ever chocolate. It's, we're coming into Christmas season, which I think it was for a Rocher season. You yes. Know, it, it really is for me for that. But in terms of other stuff that I've enjoyed, I, I'll just have to say, I think the Tesco's own, again, cost of living crisis, and you think in value for money, you know, one of those fruit and raisin ones, they're well all right, or a whole nut. <laughs> nothing fancy. Fucking quid, mate. 200, yeah. <laughs> 200 grams, twice the size of the other flimsy bastards. <laughs> the big Tesco's. Beer-wise, it's almost like I've, I've had relatively little, like, sort of like, I don't know, not that much drink. I'm going to say Guinness just to be fucking boring. Oh, as ever, I think absolutely rock solid as a done properly. Obviously, that's the big fucking proviso. Fast food outlet of the year is it's the last one of these that I've got to do. Is there? No, two? you've got meal of the year. JP could be well, meal day. of the year, and yeah. an outlet is Popeye's chicken and uh, spicy chicken burger. Oh, there we go. Um, the, the, the other day, okay, yeah, okay. I found myself at a loose end for an hour. I went, oh, I'll have an ear. I'll stop in here for my tea. Is I didn't go with the gravy on, mm. on there, but I was like, fuck me, that was rock solid. Like it was just absolutely like a proud dad like, here. Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was nice. A little bit pricey, but then everything is to me these days. I'm like in my mid forties. I'm generally disgusted by the price of everything. Right? I, I might be showing myself. I remember bus bears being 15p, shocking. But Popeye's <laughs> well worth it. But I might be showing myself up here, and she might make me delete it from the podcast. But uh, four steps uh, boat today, we went to uh, to Five Guys, and somehow spent thirty eight pound between the two of us. So um, <laughs> that's oh, a nice Five Guys. Oh, man, it is good. It is good. <laughs> Honestly, a burger, a chips, and a drink quid. each. That's all it was. Like you get that thing though in Five Guys where they're like, you, you really want a large chips because that's like technically for like. A family of twelve, like you know. come and just empty a wheelie bin on your table, <laughs> yeah. basically. Like. Yeah. The shame you every time, but I'm always like, oh no, I'm gonna keep some for later. Honest, um, I fucking love those Cajun fries. Best. Keep. Love them. Go on, um, Ben. You, you you jump in now. Go on. All right. Um, okay. Soft drink of the year for me. Um, I'm gonna turn into uh, to Alan Partridge. Uh, he likes American stuff. <laughs> Guy here. <laughs> Not- <laughs> I love a good 7-Eleven root beer. Sorry, it changed me world this year when I was in uh, when I was in America. Followed closely by a, a, a Dr Pepper Zero, specifically from McDonald's in America. <laughs> uh, big fan of that. There's something they put in the Dr Pepper over there that we don't have over here. But I love a good root beer in general. Uh, crisps, I'll go with the um, the standard for me, which is those uh, jalapeno pretzel pieces, uh, the Snyder's ones. Uh, they're the... Uh, they're the king of snacks for me. They count as a crisp. I think we uh, we sorted that out. Um, chocolate, I was less sure on. Um, Here she's by any chance. <laughs> <laughs> M&M's, mate, no. Um, there's nothing new for, for chocolate for me this year, I don't think. There's nothing I can... Re- <laughs> What's the from the shop next door, Ben? If, if you want a little bit of chocolate. All right, I'm going to stick to the gimmick. Reese's Pieces. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Beer won't be American. Um, I haven't. I think Garrett's going to be the the one for this one as far as uh, keeping track of new beers and stuff. An old favourite for me, but I love the fact that you can get a nice war steiner pretty much everywhere now on draft. That's been my uh, my highlight of the year, drink wise, as far as uh, a lager goes. Love a good IPA, love a good craft beer, but I think a proper proper German lager is always the one. 
Meal won't be homemade, Matty. Um, Coaster. But, I mean, do you want me to? <laughs> that time, car grills that, time <laughs> that one time this year, I made a bolognese that none of us can taste or judge me on whether it tasted good or not. I'll say that. No way. Um, I will say the uh, the. <sighs> I probably gotta go with JP. The spicy chicken from uh, from Popeyes. The uh, the tenders though, uh, and I think it's so mm. much. Is is one anti-American? The English Popeyes, at least the one I've been to so far, thought the food quality was ten times better. So there you go. Well, There's that. one for England, uh, but it's Popeyes. Food establishment is uh, is uh, Panda Express. Um, never never quite got there with WH this this uh, this year, but uh, I'll be planning on going with him at some point next year. So <laughs> just seeing Liam in the chat saying five, like out, five out of six was uh, American, <laughs> was that? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I've been to America twice this year, and Connor's backing up my research choice, so I stand by it. Yeah. Go on then, Gareth, mate. Bring it back to the good old Britain, please, mate. Well, <laughs> Curly Whirly. Cheese on your walkers. Space Raiders. Ready salted it. <laughs> nah, soft soft drink. I don't drink a lot of soft drinks, but if I do, it's a Pepsi every time. And it's uh, not because of CM Punk, it's because Pepsi's... Take the Pepsi challenge, wins every time. Um, crisps. I genuinely didn't think that the Walker's Max Strong jalapeno and cheese could ever be toppled, but then Pringles this year brought out the sizzling extra hot cheese and chili, which oh, Chef's Kiss absolutely be looking to be uh, getting a few of them in for for Christmas. Will uh, it play havoc with your ass though afterwards, Gareth? <laughs> nah, nah, it's uh, the just more on that sort of chili cheese size than being no, a bit okay. too a uh, bit bit too hot that it's coming Not out. Not a ring way, stinger. And, Making a making Why isn't there a wrestler going by that name as well? Just doing like, but he's deliberately shit in ring. Anyway, the ring, sorry, the, the ring stinger. That was Steve Austin, wasn't it? Just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, chocolate. I'll go for the humble minstrel. Always reliable. Always be. Um... <laughs> Always be in the mix every time I'm buying there. Uh, beer. <laughs> beer. Um, I had a Dea Cosmic Control. The untapped app tells me. That was only a fade, wasn't it, Gareth? Was that that one? In, in, in March, it was. Uh, oh, no, no. Gosh, it was, this was an 8% uh, double IPA uh, collaboration. It was, uh, I can remember it well. Creamy and citrusy it was. But uh, that one at the weekend ran it very close at 13% strategic reserve, uh, yeah. double pastry stout. You were loving that, um, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah, was, fighting uh, gear at 13%. Just a third. Only a third, though, JP. They won't give you in yeah. 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 a pint. Only a third, but. Uh, They're not. It wasn't like drink gold label back in the day. It wasn't overbearing the thirteen percent. It wasn't overly alcoholic tasting. Anyway, meal of the year: vegan junk food in Amsterdam was an absolute fucking. If you're ever in Amsterdam, get yourself in vegan junk food. Absolutely amazing. The cruelty free burger was absolutely divine. What a name that is! Honestly, honestly, one of the best. One of the best burgers I've, I've ever had with the like spicy sauce and jalapenos in there, but chipsticks as well, um, which was uh, which was good. But on the side, uh, the uh, vegan uh, shawarma capsulon, which was like basically um, like loaded fries with fake fake um, fake. Is that how you pronounce that? Shawarma, you know, yeah, uh, fake you know, 
Yeah, basically, on, on top of the fries. But honestly, one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. It was fucking outstanding. Food establishment of the year will go for Society in Manchester, which uh, yeah, is just like I'm in there every week when I'm in the office every week. Any excuse to go there and uh, get myself a, some uh, delicious co- uh, Korean fried cauliflower from Yoki Social Table. Lovely stuff, but you can also get some great Indian in there. Slap and pickle for great burger in there. One of them with loads, loads of different hatches. Good, good pizza, good Asian, and fucking cracking beer as well from um, Vocation from Hebden Bridge. Just to tie it back into your TV, uh, yeah. TV uh, choice of, of earlier. Um, Assuming but, a few people died in order to get that beer along the way. Given <laughs> <a bit laughs> not but yeah, if you're in Manchester, go go to society. Oh, it's brilliant! You could sit there all day, eat tons of food, drink tons of great beer. Me and JP, we were, we were, last year wasn't it? it was uh, we, yeah, we were, we were all uh, yeah, great that long. Been meaning to pay another visit, definitely. Shits on the Baltic oh. market. Well, uh, boys, that there's some good choices there. I'll, I'll just reel mine off. I'll go with the soft drink. I'm a, I'm a, obviously a no sugar guy, Gareth, but I'm going Pepsi Max. All the flavors they bring out, the cherry. The raspberry and especially the Pepsi Max with lime. Unbelievable stuff, mate. Unreal <laughs> stuff. Crisps. Mm, I've, I, for work, I just keep it basic, JP. I just get like, a, you know, a six-pack of little, you know, two cheese, two salt and vinegar, two yeah. you know, the plain stuff for work. <laughs> what are you eating first, though? Yeah, yeah. good question. Yeah. Roulette, JP. I just put them in like a tub. Oh, you? On t- you wouldn't start with the cheese and onion, really, because no, I'd like go off in a house where the other one would have gone. Right. No, I roulette it, just put my hand in the Tupperware, whatever to pick out. Uh, but other shout-outs like <laughs> Roysters still, sizzling steak Roysters, giant <laughs> Watsits, giant Monster Munch there we, we go to for Christmas. Chocolate, I don't I obviously don't eat it now, but they do a good dark chocolate ginger biscuit in Lidl. The finest range or whatever their finest range is, they're nice with a cup of tea. Beer, you know me, Benno, as the other night I ordered the Corona, you got me a Corona, and you said, do you want a real beer now? Or no, I said, you, you said, you want a beer? Do <laughs> you want a beer, beer yeah. to go with that? <laughs> Your I'm face, we, got to those, we went to a couple of breweries, didn't we? You weren't enjoying that at all. Ogden-led no. places went for Massey. Just got the, the lager on, whatever it is, on tap. But throwing <laughs> it all Modelo for me, the Mexican stuff, just give me anything light like that. I'm I mean, I'm a bit worse, Dan, I can't tell. That, Carry on. Me, uh, me homemade meal of the year. Got to give Steph props here. She makes a lovely meatballs in sudden gravy, JP. With sweet potato fries, but marafat peas and just that gravy over it, mate. Oh, honestly, I love that. I'd have that once. I do have that once a week as a staple meal. <laughs> but me, me, me meal that I enjoyed the most out was the East is East Indian restaurant in the Albert Dock. I got a lovely chicken saguala curry, full works, mushroom pilau, uh, kimanan. And like poppadoms, <laughs> but it's just so deep. Ben, have you ever been to East East on the dock? I haven't. No, no. But you see it advertised oh, on the back of buses. Twenty quid a curry, like it's very expensive. But mm. it's it's not just a stingy bit, JP. It's like a chalice. It's like dead deep. The curries are like a chalice. Oh. Like you get in church or something. <laughs> it's just fucking deep. But that. But we food establishment, Ben. And I don't know whether you've been yet. Is the egg with chippy? Have you been? I've been a few times, yeah. Yeah, we definitely oh, talked about man. it, yeah. It's just the most it's the most unbelievable chippy you'll ever go to, boys, honestly. Gareth, next time we're on Eggy Road, mate, you've got to order it like three days in advance, like being a man. <laughs> but, you know, we will get there one day. The sweet and sour chicken. Because you get these salt and pepper chicken pieces, boys, don't you, in the chippies? 
and they're all like they're crispy and hard and there's no chicken in it. It's overcooked. These are just lovely soft balls of chicken. Oh, mate. The best chippy you'll ever go to. And that, that rounds out my uh, my awards, boys. Now I'm pretty fucking hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I want to move the egg muff, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> There you go. The main event there, the proper awards. A lot of people stayed live in the uh, in the chat. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> that's the proper uh, that's the proper conversation we uh, we should have spent the last three hours ten minutes having. Um, yeah. <laughs> the real stuff. <laughs> we'll do that next year. All non wrestling awards. How about that? Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> we. We did actually skip one just to throw in it. It can, it can, yeah. it can double as a plug, JP. Uh, we didn't say it because it would be uh, slapping ourselves on the black, but we did ask the patrons and we did throw in there. Best, best, best what's your favourite podcast we've done this year? What's your favourite uh, Patreon show? Do you have one? I did. There was a couple. I was going to say the Regal mixtape for mm. obvious reasons. The New Blood versus Millionaires Club. I got a lot of patrons. Yeah. That broke you, JP. Did in a good way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate. I can't that. Broke everyone have... except for me. <laughs> Four months. Four <laughs> fucking months that covers. And it's just <laughs> hearing Gareth. And again, him shaking his head on the live stream here. He's adding to it. But just hearing Gareth assume, like you did, Bello, as well. Oh, I think. I've, I must have nearly finished this and you find out it's 35 minutes. You were shocked I have, I have facts and figures, wasn't you? You were shocked uh, I have proper fucking facts and figures. I'd never be shocked by you having facts and figures, mate. Come on. I also do want to say... <laughs> just, one other one, and again, it serves as well. The review of Firepower and COVID-19. Yeah, <laughs> that was my one. As well. Um, Firepower starring the Elder Warrior. That was just like fucking all manner of awesomeness. Uh, Chris Elliott says he ain't to get a mention a couple of times in the uh, the Patreon, the annual St. Patrick's Day daily update of yours, JP. That's a highlight until you get cancelled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fans of that yeah. one out there. Um, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you a lot. A lot of those ones are kind of the the, the ones for me. Um, to be honest, the two breaking news ones we mentioned earlier, the NXT UK one and the Vince yeah. one, were definitely. To be honest, the weekend show in general, I'll throw I'll throw that out there. I think that's yeah. probably the best show we do most weeks. Um, probably because we actually format it. Um, but uh, <laughs> shout out to that if anyone uh, listen. You got <laughs> yeah. any uh, highlights of the ones we dragged you on, uh, Gareth? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a good list of stuff here. Like you've mentioned, there the New Blood Millionaires Club one, uh, there that Firepower Film Club's one that I'd written down here. Like I'd, I'd such a good laugh uh, uh, recording that and and watching that. On, on like a more serious note, I, I, I love doing that AW half year review. Mm. Like you know me, I like when we can get into stuff and be really kind of like analytical and critical about stuff and things like that. That was that was a good one. But then just stuff like the. The Samoa Joe mixtape as well. That 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 jumps out to me as well. That was one that I uh, like, like really, really enjoyed. Enjoyed recording. And Gareth that. liked but, the uh, the Necro Butcher match. That was my uh, that was my moment oh, of the year. Yeah. Just <laughs> in the awards, oh, <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was good. The bated breath as you all waited for my uh, my, my view on that. I loved, but like to, just to 
I don't know, blow smoke up your ass. I've fucking told you this before. I like the Observe This show that you've started to do. I absolutely love it. Like it's, it's what I can't wait for it to, to come out each month. It's such a fucking cracking show, like just from a nostalgia standpoint. And then the, the stuff that you go, I think it's my, you know, saying they're like favorite podcasts earlier on, like that will be my favorite podcast you two do and <laughs> Observe This. And you haven't paid me to say that, but like fucking, <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely, genuinely, I fucking, I, I fucking love that. And, I'll give a big shout out as well uh, to uh, earlier on the year. There was this there was a show called uh, Benno versus Benno versus Matty Edwards. It was a wasn't yeah. a bad show that one either. <laughs> oh, that, <laughs> Which also that, became that, the that, business. That. Couple of dropped ideas from this year. We just got you on the main show instead, Matty. You got promoted. That's what it was. You know what? I, I need to listen to them too. Back you know Benno because I don't know what the fuck I was saying on them. <laughs> that was your introduction, mate. To uh, let him let, let him loose on the world. It was fantastic. And now yeah. he's on post wrestling. Gareth and John Pollock's talking about him on. Rewind the wrong I love previews. I don't care if you couldn't believe it because you know, that was hilarious. That. You know, anything, any podcast I turn on, like Mark Maron, you're his guest and things like that. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, I'll say, boys, like the best one. And it wasn't honestly, Bello, it's genuinely not because you weren't there. <laughs> genuinely, it was the wrestling with Shadows one. Because <laughs> you know why, though? You know why it was, though, boy? I'm being serious now. It started off with JP with this, no, genuinely, uh, the Stuart impression, which broke me and Gareth, right? No, it did. But it turned round because we started off as a laugh. And as we got on throughout the fucking breaking it down, JP, it got proper emotional. It did. And me yeah. and Gareth at the end watched the Brett and Sean and me, I wanted to hug you kind of through the fucking screaming because it was getting that emotional. It was, it was sad. It was like putting an ending on it all. And I didn't, I know it's been beaten to death, Montreal, but I really enjoyed the whole month and let, let me be the brainchild with the idea. I appreciate that, boys. And, you know, like I loved it. But also, Ben, I can't not say the guerrilla recordings in Leeds. We were fucked, weren't we? We were like in the car, Gareth driving there, Kiwi in the back as well, getting him on there. It was doing it was, the music. Yeah, do the music on the fucker. Yeah, from the radio. That whole weekend, no boys, no, it's not on. Yeah, but that whole weekend, that was incredible. Doing the live show and being Ben O'Be a professional, okay host. That was a good, um, you know, it was a good weekend. I love that. Loved it. We uh, we do too many podcasts. I think is what we learned here, JP. Yeah, (laughs) it's been a busy year, but a fun year. A hell of a year, really. Is I would like challenge anyone to say like I honestly think like in terms of the quality of stuff that we've done. So there's stuff that we're not mentioning on there like Chris Masters. That was fucking brilliant. All yeah, the King of the Mountain, JP. All the King of the Mountain ones. Great, great stuff. Don't they? Yeah. Pick fucking boss topics. Like love it. Like the really interesting topic, and even the stuff that's slightly like left field. And this cuts sort of comes always from the first choice, which is the Muhammad Hassan one. I mean, slightly left field, and they've always ended up really enjoying them. But yeah, Leeds was um, Leeds was amazing as well. That was that yeah. was a, a phenomenal experience. Definitely, and plenty more to come next year. Hopefully, yeah. more live appreciate shows. Appreciate that, Will. Oh, no, sorry, appreciate that, Will. There, thank you, man. No, seriously, there. Yeah, I, 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 nice you know, I can get emotional, job. boys. But just me being on these shows and the, love the Patreon. You know, I enjoy everything, and it's just great to uh, to be on it. And we do like so proper made up with it. Been a great Brilliant. year.
that we all keep this loving attitude when we realise we've still got a, a crappies to record. But anywho, yeah. that's the end of the, uh, the crappy. We hate each other, you boys. Fucking hell. <laughs> fucking Christmas week. Fucking. I know. Yeah, we'll be sad. I'm just writing it off as Christmas week, JP, as you yeah. just said, mate. Definitely. Crack on up, yeah. Power on. Um, uh, my uh, my retirement went well as well. No, I don't know if you're onto it. I won't let you retire. I entice you back in. That mega powers, Bret Hart. I'm on it now. I know how to get you yeah. back. What were you trying to sell me on at the weekends? Bret Hart Tuesdays, was it? Or Bret what? No, no. no we've got Bret a show. Bret Bret Retro. We've we're, we're, we're got a JP fucking trademark that. Bretro. And we're just doing any topic. About wow. It's unreal. I don't know why you're asking me to trademark it like I have a direct line through to the patents office on there, but I love the name. And if anyone else steals it, then you no, know where I'll they fucking heard it from. Yeah. yeah. It could be any it could be a match, could be a year, could be a month in Brett. We could just it's could be him pissed off. It. it could be anything. <laughs> just it could be him chasing minutes. a woman off his age. Got a sixty going. minutes tight in there and out sixty minutes of Brett. Unbelievable <laughs> idea. Can I just like, say my match? Yes, yes, that's exactly no overtime though. A shout out going back to like our all of our universal favourite um sort of social media account in Ian Andrew Dice Clay. Just the one where it turns Brett turning up, it was with Davy Boy Smith and Diana Hart and a few of them, but he's not taking off his jacket and he just described him as his I'm not stopping. <laughs> he comes and gets a photo and he's clearly fucking off out. <laughs> Anything like that about Brett, I think you could easily chuck into you know, your Bretro moment of the week. Right. See, I'm a Brett guy, not a Sean guy. No, that's your, uh, that's your legacy, lads. Maybe you could, uh, that is, it's very, that very yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, but yeah, there we go. That's the, uh, that's the grappies for, uh, for this year. Obviously, if you want more, um, patreon.com slash grapple, where we'll have our, our worst of the year, the, uh, the crappies, which will, uh, will be, be a laugh. Basically all the same awards, just we're a lot meaner. Worst promotion, worst wrestler. Wish stable, yeah. worst feuds, lots of uh, lots of fun ones in there as well as the uh, biggest cunt in wrestling and the Fritz von Eric most disgusting thing in wrestling award. Yeah, a JP specialty, worst wrestling media yeah. personality, cunt of the year is also an award. In yeah, there as well as well as some uh, get in the bin awards. So yeah, if you want uh, some of that, Patreon.com/slash grapple. But yeah, as for this episode of Spotlight, that brings us fiver. to the end. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Five, 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 put that segment up on YouTube as well for completers. Other than that, that's it for another Spotlight. We'll be back next week with Ask Grapple. We'll see you then. Bye. See ya.